Hello, everyone. It's episode 27, season two of the Lightbringers podcast. I lied. It's episode 28. Um, so I've been stunlocked, apparently, according to Kroof, and I'm going to turn everyone's microphones on now. Thank you very much for oh, watching whoa. live or whoa. on the internet. Wow. Listening, wow. watching, everywhere. Uh, doing the things, and everyone's very excited today. Um, let me just make sure that I've actually got the right scene up, because that would actually make sense. Cool! Didn't change anyone's names or anything, because everyone's the same person as they were last week. <laughs> You're actually all dancing in time with the music there. That's impressive. I normally have a little bit of music oh. for the first, like, 20 seconds or so to, like, warm us up and get us in the, in the feeling. Although you can't hear it, I can. It makes me feel oh. good. We just yeah, get into sync. Yeah, you, you did. We might be getting echo because I don't have my earphones in this time. Oh no! Oh, you're good. You're good. You seem okay. For a second, I thought Boots was gonna be like, "Oh shit!" Just realized I have to leave right. I gotta go. Sorry, gotta go get yeah. some snacks. That wouldn't be completely unusual, honestly. No, it's that's, that's not a lie to ourselves. Uh, <laughs> I hope everyone is good listening at home, live or not. Um, we have got a little bit of an interesting show today. I didn't realize that while we're doing this, there is a World v. World restructuring beta event about to start with a reset. Uh, so that yeah, is I'm logging thing. in. Sorry? I'm logging in. You reminded me. Wow. Oh, good Lord. You, we've lost Boots. Boots can't... Boots has to do something else. You know, you know what? Like, when, when I have... When I do online therapy with, like, kids or adults and they're just doing something play on their PC when we're doing sessions, I'm like, go for it. If it helps you focus, like it helps some people focus doing something else, whether or not they're yeah, listening let, to music, it does. Let your your children co-host, basically your grown adult. Oh no, adults as well, adults as well. Do other things while they while they do the podcast. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It's hard for us. You can. I don't mind. I'm sure you do. I mean, you know, life is is happening around us. Um, <laughs> World War Beta is not live yet. Oh, not till not till later. Yes, oh, that's true. Yeah, I'll stick around yeah, then. Yeah. Oh, thanks, sorry. thanks, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's just kind of got it as clickbait on Twitch. That's why I'm just, just like, come now, now it's on. No, it's not. Fire. Okay. So I thought in past weeks in the recent times, we've been talking about other MMORPGs. And there will be a point in time where I actually get this other podcast going. Once <laughs> things have settled down in life a little bit. Um, but for the meantime... I thought we'd bring a little bit of that in today, but also talking about Guild Wars 2 in relation to it. So what I've kind of titled the uh, podcast as today is... <laughs> looking oh, at you burn. two, like, doing random things right now. It is called, What Could Guild Wars 2 Borrow Slash Innovate On From Other MMORPGs? And also, there is. we're going to start first of all with kind of... The Halloween event. Although, quick, let's do a quick mini intro because people have. I got DMs telling me saying, "We like the intro. Why don't you do the intro anymore?" And I'm like, "You don't like the intro. You just like the random banter that we have." <laughs> that's. I mean, that's that's what it is. I mean, honestly, but we don't have that much time. So very very quickly, Brooke, what do you do? What do you do? <laughs> <laughs> I am Brooke. and I. Uh, do stuff here on Twitch and over on YouTube, and I am, uh, you can find me at Rookery. I don't know, Jebra, I felt like now I'm very conscious about not doing any specific banter. Like, I wow. can't do fun banter because, we you can know, do banter. We, The whole thing's banter. Is it? Or is this it is banter now? right now. Like, Bantercast, 27. 
episode is what's happening right 28. now playful band uh this right this second is band. yes okay all right okay great well hi i'm rook or rookery um i love playful banter and i do a lot of it here apparently as well as over on my own channel uh which is rookery r-o-o-k-u-r-i uh you can also find me on youtube at the same you can find me on twitter at rookery underscore and uh that's pretty much it that's pretty much everywhere uh but i love playing mmos and i'm excited to talk about our topic today because there are a lot of things that i think the entire genre of mmos can all learn and adapt um as you know more and more games keep hitting the scene and mm. uh it really just benefits all of our games so i'm excited to talk about this and uh cool. yeah that's me awesome thank you very much great to have you here Kroof. hello flair <laughs> Hello everyone, I'm Kroof. I do a lot of YouTube videos over on my YouTube at Kroof. I also stream here on Twitch most days of the week. And uh, doing a lot of videos about general balance changes and overall reactions. Next video is going to be about Scourge and, mm. per, you know, maybe Alacrity, I don't know. It's a conversation piece, but excited to be here. You do like talking about the game, that is very true. <gasps> I know. We do, we do, we do. That's what we do here. Uh, thank you very much. Awesome to have you here once again, Kroof. And also Boots. Schlipper. Banter. Banter. Okay. Thanks very much. Good job. Twitch.tv slash... Boots? <laughs> underscore. Boots? Question mark? Question mark. <laughs> I remember everyone uh, else's yeah, information. Yeah, I actually haven't been streaming at all recently. Um, I can I tell. Know. I know, I know. But <laughs> I've been out of videos, a mod job. And they're on YouTube. So go check out that Spectre video. It's I, 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 I enjoy playing it. It's a lot of fun. Just playing the video randomly? Just yeah. In the background. No, honestly, <laughs> I just kind of put it on okay. in the background while I'm doing other things. I listen yeah. to my own do voice. Do you all do that? Sometimes I actually do go back and watch my videos. Because yeah, I'm my number one fan. I do. Oh, I can't stand. I honestly hate listening to myself. If I'm even, like, putting bookmarks in for a YouTube video, I mute it. And I just skip through and I'm like, ah, and that's where that starts and that's where that starts. Oh, wow, I okay. I hate it. I hate having to subtitle my own videos. (laughs) I don't know why. Like, it's good to watch your stuff, and it's good to be able to, like, you need to be able to give yourself your own feedback. Um, I tend to do that more in the actual moment as I take stock of things as I go, but some people do watch back. I just, I can't stand listening to myself. I have to do chapters for the podcast, so... I have to. <laughs> actually, not jokingly, I have watched those montage videos that I made uh, every once in a while. How do you I say montage? Those over and over again. <laughs> many, many I times. watched some videos. I, like my commentator back in the day, I used to have to watch them and have to listen to them, which was really, really, really like, <clears throat> I get what you mean. Mm. Especially when I said something wrong and I'd just be like, oh, God, Jeff, what the... F-? Just completely messed up that ability name or I said like hammer four which everyone like got more than banish at the time to be fair because everyone just forgets the name anyway so (laughs) anyway thank you boots great to have you here (gasps) we're gonna smash right into this smash it okay hammer four hammer four when when hammer guardian was a thing crew oh my god well i was used to i love i just lose and lost my shit it was so fun it was so fun to ghost anyway so um 
as we know, there's kind of many MMORPGs that kind of borrow from each other from time to time. There are many systems within Guild Wars 2 that have borrowed from, you know, everywhere, honestly, because Guild Wars 1, Guild Wars, was not an MMORPG in the strictest terms of things. It was an MMORPG when you went to, you know, the community areas, I suppose, but it was mostly an RPG cooperative experience, right? So they had to go, they had to kind of start from scratch because Guild Wars 2 is like a proper MMORPG but done in their way right so they borrowed things from examples Warhammer Online Dark Age of Camelot um, they didn't borrow, borrow from ESO because they came out around at the same time other RVR games for World v World then questing wise like that was very Warhammer Online and other games as well uh, in terms of questing like Rift um, with Rift which we've talked about in the past and yeah, a bunch of different games. In terms of, like, you know, there there is a lot of re- originality for Guild Wars 2, obviously, but when you have a genre of game, there is a certain amount of expectations that are should be delivered, but I think we can all probably agree that Guild Wars 2 is very unique in very specific ways, i.e. mounts, rage, strikes, combat, uh, PvP, um, esports scene in the past, etc., etc. Um, and... But sometimes there are things where we're like, why don't I play as Guild Wars 2 maybe as much? Why do I go and play this MMO for this experience? Why do I go and play this for that? When I could just have this stuff in the game, and we can always question about why things aren't in the game, because, you know, there are many different reasons that we probably don't know about. We can always talk about the things we'd like to see in Guild Wars 2, and that's kind of what this podcast is going to be about. And I wanted to start with, because we've got Halloween coming up very soon um event wise and uh, i'm not saying like think about all the events that we've got from other mmos you can pick up some special some ones you really enjoy specifically but i think there is something about guild wars 2 where these events don't tend to change too much um and probably with other mmorpgs as well that is kind of also the case sometimes but i just wondered is there any other events and other mmorpgs that you think maybe guild wars 2 could get some influence from or if is halloween guild wars 2 kind of enough like are guild wars 2 events fun as well i don't want to have a massive podcast on just events because we've done that <laughs> but like what events do you like from other mmo rpgs that you could kind of bring over or influence guild wars 2 and anyone can go with this i actually think that guild wars 2's in-game events are some of my most favorite and most enjoyable moments in any MMO. However, okay. there are certain You're events... <laughs> I know, completely failing the prompt. Failing the prompt, absolutely. But there are certain events in other games that aren't tied to, like, holidays, but yeah. more so just, like, momentous events to do that offer skins, or it's for a charity or a cause. And I mm-hmm. think that would be really enjoyable to see. And, and sometimes Guild Wars 2 does do it, I think. Okay. Um, but those events are also very fun. And just going after like a very particular skin uh, while also raising money for something or, mm. or just for the sake of the fun event. I, I don't know. Some some games do that and I enjoy that as well. Okay. Is there any uh, particular game that comes to mind? The very first one is uh, actually Overwatch yeah, with exa- their um, exactly Mercy skin uh, yes. and how that went to, I believe, the breast cancer research. And so mm. that was that was a, a very great initiative and cause. Cool. Okay. Good stuff. Anyone else? 
It's tough because I think, honestly, Guild Wars 2 seasonal events are some of my favorites mm -hmm. in most MMOs. I really do love that they have so much that you can do and that they, you know, over the years add to it. So you can still rerun the old stuff and do all of that. Mm -hmm. But then, you know, we get sometimes a new feature or new things with it. Uh, I also really think they all have a lot of personality. They have good long-term goals to work towards, which are usually things that I you know, really enjoy or look for with seasonal events. I was always incredibly underwhelmed by World of Warcraft seasonal mm. events because it was just yeah. the exact same thing with, like, nothing new over and over and over again. So you really lose the novelty after the first year or so, you know? But if I were to, I guess, just draw out a couple things, I do think I really like that Final Fantasy XIV for each holiday has some kind of unique little story. So mm. they do a different quest, a little mini quest for each holiday. Sometimes there are like the New Year's holiday or um, All Saints Wake or things like that. If they back up on a bunch of other holidays where maybe there will just not necessarily be something new or yeah. um, it might repeat something. But for the most part, uh, the holidays do all have their own like little unique seasonal quest that goes with them and that quest changes every year and there are like recurring characters and you know like it's only in the game for the time that it exists in the game mm -hmm. and if you missed it like you just have to watch it on youtube or you know rewatch it in your journal or something like that which carries its own pros and cons right but i feel like they could do something like that for a couple of the seasonal events where they would encourage players to come in and do stuff even if they didn't add whole new game modes but um, mm -hmm. they could build on and reinforce some of those seasonal characters and storylines a little bit which i think would be cool um mm -hmm. and you know just be interesting and then the other thing i can think of is eso so elder scrolls mm -hmm. online does something that i love and hate which you is you don't don't talk about the event tickets to me if that's what you're talking about. That's what I was oh, going to talk about. The event tickets. Not, they changed I... it, thankfully, but yeah, go. I will oh, just sit okay. here. I will sit here and cry. <laughs> <laughs> I love and hate this system. So for people who don't know, ESO started doing this thing, and there it sounds like have been recent changes to it, which I probably don't know because I haven't played for. They're not too uh, recent, like so you might year? you might be. Oh, uh, maybe, okay. maybe then, maybe. maybe. Um, but the idea basically would be that when a seasonal event came up over the course of like the whole year, right, mm -hmm. there was a multi-festival incentive. So like you have some kind of unique reward, special effect, mount skin, uh, minions, stuff like that, that is mm -hmm. unique to that year's seasons. And for each of the different like seasonal events, you go in and as you participate in them or you do the different things in them, you get these event tickets and then you can use those event tickets to buy like pieces of the different um, event rewards to like merge them together or mm. to like morph them into, you know, this season's version or this year's version of the Griffin Mount or this thing or that thing. Yeah. And so I love it because it gives the whole year a sense of cohesion mm. and it gives you something that like, you know, you can work towards and that's going to be unique for that year. And sometimes they put like really cool stuff in there too, where at the end of the year, yeah. they'll just like give you a huge house or they'll yeah. give you something else, which like, I really, really enjoy. But um, it was kind of frustrating because if you like, 
come back into the game or you're halfway through the year, you are basically bound to the seasonal events to just try and get as many tickets as you can, which is difficult to do because they have time locks on it. And oftentimes, if there really was a big reward you wanted from that season, you just might be screwed. Like if you can't play nonstop and then get the rest of the stuff to morph the things that you need. Mm -hmm. So I like that kind of thing i like mm. each year having those unique rewards and the structures and incentivizing you to come in and participate but um i think there are ways to tweak that formula so that it would be better in guild wars 2 as well they did quit they did tweak it thankfully <laughs> you can actually earn more i think you can earn more tickets than what you need for each thing now also they changed it so they're in eso um it was an Indrik mount, which is just the same thing, right? So it was just a big stag, basically. It looked different. Like, it was just, that was the thing. And I was like, why am I doing this? And it was just every single day. Dailies aren't a thing that I enjoy much. And it and the ESO dailies for this weren't massively enjoyable because there'd be silly things like go kill five balls or something or go and throw some mud balls at someone's face. And it was just like, it was weird. It, but, like, for the festival stuff, it's it's okay. Like, you know, I think that was Christmas, actually, so that's coming up soon. Jesus. Um, but, like, the, now it's, it's different. You can get, like, mini pets and you can get armor pieces and you can get um, these different amulet pieces or something like that, which add up to an armor set, which is really quite unique and kind of cool. Um, so, yeah, that, it is a definitely a good idea. And you can buy those tickets on the store now as well, which I'm not sure I enjoy. Um, mm, buy to win. Oh. Yeah, it's it's a bit... <laughs> it's a, Well, yeah, I mean, in terms of, like, looks-wise, yeah, for sure. Um but yeah, I mean, ESO is one of those good examples for that, for having something overarching throughout the year like that. Um, I don't know if any other game does that specifically. I think mean, that is kind of unique to ESO. Um, but yeah, awesome. Okay, okay. Boots, any mm-hmm. anything from, from yourself? Uh, it doesn't no, have to be a live game experience as well, because there are, there are like games which kind of just drop events in yeah, yeah there's a lot of games that do that like little weekly things monthly yeah. things uh guild wars 2 is one of the best at doing it with the the things that come around yearly um mm-hmm. also i i kind of think so i think events the the importance of them are to get people to come together and do things in the same area do fun things in the same area basically uh for a period of time and Hopefully. i think guild wars 2 kind of they they do that very well uh, and on top of that some of their living world like season one living world season one was essentially just a bunch of events one after another one after yeah. another um True. and and we're kind of getting that back now with the, the season one coming back and the mm. kind of each episode that's coming out is sort of like an event we're going back to those old maps everybody's mm. kind of doing together again um so yeah, no, I would say Guild Wars Two kind of has that covered. I think maybe maybe one thing they could borrow that uh, leads me to one of the points that I wrote down, but I don't know if we're talking going to talk about Boots it. Boots wrote down something. We'll, we'll, we <laughs> he might came get prepared. We might get. Yeah. <laughs> it's the first time. Uh, we, we, <laughs> no one ever ever has to come prepared. By the way, it has, um, my, my points have no relation to your document because I didn't look at your document. <laughs> So maybe bring it up when it's relevant, then, Boots. I think it's relevant. So, like, Temtem is technically an MMORPG. Um, yeah, you run and... around, there are other people. 
And they do events where, like, in certain locations, uh, certain Pokemon Temtem are easier to find or are finally available in those areas, or, like, Mm -hmm. Shinies are more likely to spawn here. I think one thing that Guild Wars 2 could possibly have that's similar to that, but obviously not the same because there's no such thing as Temtems in, in Guild Wars 2. Is World like of Warcraft you... had um, thingy battles, uh, pet battles. Pet battles. Yeah. So, and something completely. actually that oh. Guild Wars 1 had um, is Guild Wars 2 doesn't have um, like unique mobs out in the open world besides the giant ones that you have for the events that come every two hours. True. Uh, oh, okay, um, so yeah. Like, if you could, like, have events where, hey, these unique new mobs spawn randomly in certain places, mm-hmm. uh, that could be kind of interesting. And, uh, and I, I don't know, maybe one time we'll get uh, the ability to uh, capture skills from them, like in Guild Wars. Oh, my God. <laughs> capture skills. I mean, yeah. I mean, Getting rid of elite specs for skill oh, capturing systems. Oh, that would be very strange for balance. Maybe, maybe, maybe skills that like universal skills, kind of like racials, but yeah, even though they're not. Okay, okay. yeah. yeah. You could do something like a new mastery, like a new mastery Ooh. tree or something. But it wouldn't be earned through conventional means. You'd have to like unlock certain ones yes. on it or something, or you could like choose to slot in the abilities that you captured. I think that would be really cool, actually. And I think it would also mm-hmm. appease a lot of people that have asked for those, like that Guild Wars 1 experience again, even though it wouldn't be like true multi classing and all that kind of stuff. It would still yeah. give you something, I think. Yeah, additional. And to kind of just like touch on this topic of like events. Do you remember yes. when they used to do like world boss rush and yeah. like raid weeks? Mm-hmm. I feel like they said that that was going to happen again, and it never did. I think they did two <laughs> world. Did they do two world boss rush? I thought events? that was going to be a consistent I thing that happened well. throughout like the summer the, months. I've still and got the currency they, for that. <laughs> I would. I would love to see those return because, yeah. like, doing have something having an event that funnels players into a specific mm. game mode, like world versus world, yeah. structured PvP, fractal strikes, raids, whatever. That's very enjoyable. It keeps yeah, people like, going uh, there. It's basically like the Temtem thing. You, you yeah. funnel them into those bosses, funnel them <laughs> into those areas, and then maybe get, bump up the rare infusion drop on some of the bosses by Ooh. 0.001% or something during those times. Everyone's going to start farming Suwon again. Yeah. I know. Okay, okay. I'm going to push this along to the next thing. I like these. I like these suggestions and ideas. I'm going to... Bash on. Um, okay, so this is a good one. I think there's many different MMO. There's many different ways that MMO RPGs have gathering and crafting and also training posts in their well, MMO RPGs as well. So, like, this is one thing that is very. And I play a lot. Of, I've been playing a lot of New World again recently. They've got their new um, content coming out next week, um, and you know. The influx of players, you know, as everyone knows, um, New World started with, you know, close to or just over 1 million concurrent players. And that's 1 million people who have bought the game. That's not free because it's not free to play. Um, so that's that's one. They sold a million copies of that, at least. It, the, the player base went down to about 14k, um, <laughs> which is unfortunate. And for very good reasons. Um, and it's now climbed back up to about 40, 50k. With the uh, 
you know, bringing in this new area, they're bringing in uh, new dungeons, Greysword and everything else. But one thing about about New World is that's very unique is the crafting system, and it's probably the best I've ever played, honestly, um, in terms of just how cool it is to go and gather stuff and how cool the nodes look and just the general inter kind of interplay between the different crafts and also the gathering systems as well and how that works and uh it's just something i've enjoyed a lot so i was just wondering in terms of guild wars 2 and if you're a brand new player as well and you don't know how kind of gathering works um you gather something that is there for you and you alone if someone else is coming along and grabbed it it doesn't matter you can still grab that thing um you just have to have your roots down and you know crafting is pretty easy as well especially now like you can if you're thinking about crafting say a ascended piece like it will just have all of the stuff you need in the actual window and then you know the tears down so if you need like mithril ingots for example you can press a little kind of magnifying glass and you will be able to go down to that level that tier and you'll be able to craft the ingot and kind of work your way back up it's pretty cool and it's pretty easy it's pretty accessible i think is the word um, you, you have that in Guild Wars 2, kind of, in the crafting. Oh, that's what I'm talking about. I'm talking yeah, about Guild Wars 2. Sorry, I moved on. Um, but, like, so I'm trying to give people, like, um, new players maybe an idea of what, if they don't know what crafting is like in Guild Wars 2. Right, um, right. What other games, like, you know, I mean, Final Fantasy Void has a pretty cool system. Um, I don't know about endgame stuff. I just know when I started, I could put a different outfit on. Um, but like Boots has got his hand up, so sure. Yes, <laughs> I don't think it's ever going to happen. But I think I mentioned this before in the past. Yeah. I think Guild Wars Two need because recently, last week, the Guild Wars Two wiki went down. I feel like it's been down for a month. Yeah, sorry, it's been down for a little while. Boots, so I'm going to ask searching... you an honest question. How relevant is this? I'm just checking. I'm yeah. just checking. The Yellow Wars 2 wiki went down. Yeah. And I was trying to craft stuff. I was trying to find items. I was trying to do crafting and finding item stuff. Okay. And I couldn't do it because the wiki wasn't giving me the information uh, that I needed. Okay. Um and they don't there is no option like that there's nothing in game that tells you where to find things properly how to put things together properly especially for uh the mystic forge and i think and mystic forge is essentially okay so i also consider not an mmorpg but it's a it's a multiplayer game for sure rpg kind of uh minecraft modded minecraft the Mi- Minecraft crafting bench is essentially a, um, a a Mystic Forge, but more complicated. And nothing is in game in the That's base game. Now I think they've gotten to the point where you can search for some recipes and like it's more informative of what you could make. Yeah. But when the game first came out, you had to. It was trial and error. It was all trial and error, basically. Yeah, um, that's true. And that's kind of how Guild Wars 2 has been for a very long time. In the Mystic Forge specifically? Yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, and also just, like, knowing about items you get. Like, you'll get mm. an item, and you're not exactly sure what it's used for. You're not exactly sure what it's good for. Like, you might accidentally salvage a precursor if you don't know any better. Um, mm. So... 
I feel like in modded Minecraft, they, there's a mod called Just Enough Items that oh, uh, yeah. you hover over an item and mm-hmm. you press R and you know what it could be used. Uh, what Sorry, what the recipe is to make it. Fine. Yeah. Uh, or if you press U, it tells you what you need to make it. Uh, what okay. what it could be used in. Sorry, what it could be used in. Okay. So any all the recipes that it's used in. Um, I think Guild Wars 2 needs something in-game in the UI to give people more information about the items they get and what they can be used in. Now, hear me out. Okay. This, I actually think this might dovetail in something I think would be interesting. Um, <laughs> so, like, in ESO, for example... There, you have essentially for all of the different disciplines, like a mastery, the equivalent of what would be like a mastery for them. Mm. So like, of course, you actually level up the things by like breaking stuff down, crafting, gathering, all that kind of stuff. But um, you then also have their equivalent of a... Oh, sorry, hold on. Can we, can, we can hear you, Boots, or something, or if you're watching a video. My voice is echoing through your mic. Oh, no, okay, I'll go oh, oh now it's echoing. Yeah, 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 now it's echoing. Yeah, yeah, damn it. But, like, so you can basically do what's the equivalent of sort of, like, um, like a mastery track for it, where you then, like, you know, you might gather more from each node, or you might um, have a higher chance at crafting something that is, like, a higher difficulty. Oh, or, the companion like, kind of, not the companions, but the, um, what are they called in the ASO? I mean, it's technically as well, you also then have the actual, like, champion point system that you can then additionally, like, put more things in your craft and gathering. But it's like, it's like discipline training, essentially. Yeah, I can't remember what the name is. You you train your different weapons and you get skills, but you also, through craft and gathering, have branches that you can do as well. So, um, why not introduce something that is, like, uh, a crafting gathering mastery that would kind of tie things together where like part of the reward would be maybe as you like leveled it up or did some unique things for that um maybe you would even rank it up in a unique way like through them adding in some kind of crafting gathering delivery hub or something like that or like a place uh, a marketplace or a reconstruction effort where you're contributing to like rebuild this place or something um 14 does that which is really interesting so like maybe if you contributed to that and you turned things in um then you could get experience for that mastery track and the mastery track would culminate in things like what you were talking about boots where you would become like a master crafter or master artisan or something so it tells you like it gives you more ui when Mm -hmm. that's really cute i like that so like then you would be able to just look at a material and know exactly what it would do because you were a master artisan and you would have an idea so the moment you level up in this you you can identify things better yeah you can like identify anything that could be used in including like mystic forge recipes Mm. or you could also like um, i mean they can give it more practical uses in the game itself too because a lot of people would just be like well i can just wiki this but like yeah they can wiki it but also and also they a lot of items nowadays they have been trying to put on the item that you could combine this 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 and this in the mystic forge in order to yeah but but no, I like your idea so much. I want that now. <laughs> I think it would integrate into like dynamic events where you'd have to go and like help reconstruct the water pipes in Queensdale and have all these fun role play value elements mm-hmm. to crafting. 
Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I honestly love that. Like one of the things that I've loved that 14 has started to introduce that actually got me interested in crafting in 14, because I don't particularly care for crafting and gathering in 14, but some people love either. it and die for it. And I'm like, I totally get it. But um, it is cool because they do have their own like rotations and skill acquisition and all kinds of stuff. But then they also have, I think, for me, what I find interesting are things like this, right? Like the reconstruction efforts. So they did this whole side plot where they went back and revisited one of the major cities in like one of the expansions that we had been through. And you get like instanced into this little zone. And for the time that it was active, like literally players got to contribute craft and gathering stuff and like watch as this housing ward was rebuilt. And mm -hmm. so, like, as different servers mm. met different goals and things, it would, like, build it up. And then, um, you know, they even had this, like, leaderboard period where, yeah. as crafters and gatherers, you could submit a whole bunch of stuff. And then, um, you know, you would get special titles and all kinds of things for cool. being, you know. That sounds like an event. I was about to say, yeah. tying crafting into events. Yeah. That, they do it with fishing, of, uh... right? They do it with fishing right now. So they've got, like, a... <laughs> Like a leaderboard for that. I know, I know, it's not the same thing, but it's still. Wait, like... Is there a leaderboard for fishing? Well, it's not. No, just some events, just event. some dynamic events. Yeah. No, yeah. we're talking about like seasonal events, Jabra, not dynamic events. Yeah, geez. I mean, you could really like you could do anything on this, right? Yeah. But it was so cool because you got more lore. You got to essentially. Mm. It made it feel like that expansion wasn't just locked in time either, because mm. like of course things got destroyed. So what are you going to do after that? You have to rebuild, repair. Mm. Like we could do all sorts of. things things um i think we were on the cast not so long ago talking about oh what is it actually called the beautiful gold orc basin um and we were talking about like oh how cool would it be now if um all the people that were displaced and the survivors from mordramoth and the different races that live here turned what used to be like a guardian oh. hub into something like a thriving city you know and yes. i think that would be so phenomenal if you could see that Precision. and then if they could give you additional reasons for using your crafters and gatherers right mm -hmm. like go out gather all these resources people are hungry so you turn in food to a, a quest giver um mm -hmm. people need armor to protect themselves from the jungle's threats so you craft that stuff and give it in and there's a higher rating for like more difficult stuff or whatever it is i, I yeah. think that would be so yeah that reminds me of the um ellen keel um election a little bit we contributed by voting we did like we contributed money i think and then we got we got uh something wait for ellen, wait, ellen what? Keel <laughs> i didn't know by the way ellen Keel, i just wanted to i just how, wanted to say is that how evan ellen... nashblade lost because well, i yeah, didn't the contribute super money politics i would have, i was yeah. about to say super packs <laughs> i was like uh i would have contributed speaking of which money. So, so ellen Keel got voted in that was 2013 Right? The election. When is that coming? Uh, uh, it's overdue. I okay, know. well, this is not the podcast for them. I'm not much of a crafter, but to just... The only thing that I can think of, which might tie into the whole crafting discussion, is perhaps implementing like a bestiary or a, a handbook, which might tie into what you were talking about, Boots, in terms of like where to find things, what drops from which mobs, and oh, yeah. just, you know, dealing with that stuff. So that was something that they were trying. I believe they were mm. maybe working on that early in 20, like early Guild Wars 2 development. I'm not sure. Um, I could be lying. Probably am. But uh, I think that'd be nice to see. <laughs> just makes Okay. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Crafting I agree. Was... I agree. Yeah. I'm trying to think of anything else specifically. Um, 
Things that I do really like, mm. I mentioned the essentially kind of mastery track-esque stuff with ESO, but things that I also really liked about ESO um, was the fact that around the world, so you could find recipes for things, which mm. we can in Guild Wars mm. 2, yeah. but like those recipes could be for all kinds of stuff. I mean, like you could literally go run through a dungeon or or steal stuff from people's desks or things like that to try and get furnishing schematics. And mm-hmm. I know that in Guild Wars 2, it's a little bit different because Scribe is almost exclusive to furnishing at this point. Yeah. But, like, in the future, if they decided to do anything um, where or we do get, get player housing, yeah. yeah, like, I would really love it if they would put in unique we'll recipes furnishing recipes for um you know all kinds of stuff that you all the different disciplines not just scribe Mm -hmm. like maybe there could be things that would be more specific to each discipline and scribe would still have really cool really fancy stuff so you'd want to level it up or have like magical items and things that could be Mm -hmm. housing items or you might need it for whatever reason but i would love it if they did that because genuinely i don't know why I got obsessed with ESO's crafting gathering system. I really like going around. I really like collecting all the things. I really like cleaning out a place and sticking my hand in every single urn in a dungeon and making everybody wait for me just to see if I can find, like, oh, a new furnishing item. Or, like, (laughs) because then you can also, like, craft it. A lot of people in ESO, like, they really enjoy that. So if you're pugging, normally most people are doing that as well. (laughs) I'm just like... Okay, <laughs> checking yeah. all the parts. But did you so um, antiquities then made it worse? Maybe I guess did you play with antiquities in the ESO? I love it with it. I love antiquities too. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't feel like it made it worse to me. That was really exciting no. When I because... say made it worse, like made it as in like better. Like it's it's uh, oh, you know what I mean? like it's, it's like it made it worse. Like in terms of like there's even more to find because that's what I was going to add. Wow. Because, like, antiquities is kind of like crafting because you can find recipes and also items that kind of can be crafted. But there's also actual items. Like, you find find things and you put together and you can get, like, a special mount. And you can find it because you can find this, like, dwarven leg in, like, some random spot, spot like, after you've done all the digging and all the process mm-hmm. in the minigame. And so, like, there is... Yes, I definitely have some stuff which I, which I think is great. I think the unlocking of different stats on gear to is is a little bit long-winded sometimes so if you don't know what i'm talking about you can basically in eso to craft specific stats on specific gear items uh weapons etc you need to research something when you first start off it takes like 20 seconds to research the stat on say like you know you want strength on a war like a an axe or something when you get further down the line, we're talking weeks and almost months. <laughs> like, like for one stack, because you're really like narrowing down on like the final things you need. And it's it's kind of annoying. You can get you can get items which, you know, delete that time, but you know, it's paid uh, most of the time. And sometimes you get these things for free as well. But it's definitely a cool like they've got some cool systems for sure. I like in Final Fantasy Fourteen, I like walking around seeing people craft. Like, I just like watching people crawl for some reason. Like someone gets out a little mini desk and they're kneeling down if they're like one mm. of the taller characters and they've got their little hat on and they're doing their thing. Or like you see the Lullafells and they're standing up because obviously they're short asses. And like they're just like, they're pottering around with their little kind of desk and stuff. It's very sweet. Um, but I never like really gathered that much or like had any inter- other interaction. I remember when I first played it when it first came out and then it died. 
um, <laughs> we got destroyed and then got reborn. Um, I think I did some crafting then, but I don't think I did much since then. Crafting in MMORPGs um, is very much a hit or miss for me as well, honestly. It just it's just like, this has to be Usually really a miss engaging. For me. Yeah, it's difficult to make crafting without you physically going to do the thing. <laughs> you feel yeah, like it's yeah. difficult to translate. It's always going to be difficult to translate that over yeah. but kind of like it's weird. i like fishing like though because well, fishing, yeah, fishing yeah that's a there gathering is an thing, activity yeah. and you're not just waiting for a bar to fill well yeah so. think about yeah, gathering yeah. gathering as well so like one thing in if there were mini games for that... every gathering well, node oh that would, cool. well, that would also be a little bit much I yeah feel but like if you got if the, if the yield <laughs> if the yield increased like a lot if the yield increased oh like if you did it yeah yeah absolutely um also, I think, yeah, well, Wait, first of all, we say? have that. Um, <laughs> just, what did you say, Wiz? I said there would be a lot less teleport farmers. If, uh, oh, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, maybe. Maybe out of business. That's actually no, like, a the good hackers, point, you know, to be fair. Oh, to know, yeah, 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 oh. they just go from note to note. Well, that's, um, actually, that's actually a good point, to be fair. Yeah, but also I would like to point out, so there is chef events in-game for cooking, Remember where you have to go find, you have to like go from table to table, yeah. shoot things. That, yeah. if, if cooking actually, when you crafted things, you oh, had to do that event, that would okay. be hilarious and fun. Um, but I mean, but yeah, no, yeah, I think, I think you're right. Be. Crafting, you make a choice, right? When you design a game, you either, you either make crafting about the mats and, mm. and just the output and make it sort of a ec- economic thing, yeah. or you make it a mini game. And yeah, and I I don't know I I feel like the choice is fine having it just about the meds and the thing I mm-hmm. fishing is a mini game and that's great. Yeah. Um, in ESO I don't know if it's an ESO but I know in Skyrim at least lock picking mm-hmm. is a mini game which is great but in like World of Warcraft it's not a mini game. Um, so I don't know I feel like you could add an additional way to craft that includes a mini game but I, I don't know i think it's too late in the game of guild wars 2 to It'd do that it would have to be a new craft right it would have Probably. to be a new a new craft or you could do something because they've shown so much interest recently in collaborative events right or like collaborative facets right oh, our yeah. new two-seater mount fishing being something that you can do with the skiff as a group those yeah, sorts of things true. um if we got like this mastery track or whatever else, right? Mm. Maybe they could just implement something in that was like collaborative crafting where you would have some kind of interactive thing that you all do together. And like, if you do that or like, mm. you know, like a knitting circle or something, I don't know, you could like get various buffs or it would like reduce material cost or I don't know, something that Did they you play can do. No. Well, I, t- I dabbled at Arcage, but I didn't get that far in. Arcage had actually had a pretty cool crafting system at times. So you would do, and it reminds me of that. So what you could do is, so when you went and you, you would also do land rushing to grab a house, when we're talking about housing layer, but then you could build things like a pier for ships. So you would have to craft ships, like physically craft the ship, and it was there. Like it was, it was this thing that you had to build. It was similar to houses and also um, other mm. bits and pieces as well. So these structures built over the time, depending on the mats you'd brought over. You'd have to physically walk over like the bricks, the wood, and you would go slower. And you had this pack on your back, which changed color and changed design based on what you had. And you would carry the thing over slowly with your guildies, or other people could just randomly drop in and donate to your ship construction and 
you would just all, like you know anyone could do it anyone could just pop by and just be like whoop here's some wood like do you know what i mean it was very very cool or destroy it if you're an enemy faction which just sucks but you know it's kind of funny at the same time but like it was just really really cool just remember that i made a whole video it's one of my most popular build video videos on my youtube how to build a house on the arcade and it's like it was so fun though it was actually really good especially as like a guild activity so i forgot about that warframe kind of has something like that i mean we technically do have something okay. like that sort of with the guild halls right where true, if true. you're trying to upgrade various parts Absolutely. of the guild hall you can contribute yeah. materials but one of the things that I loved about Warframe's clan halls is that you would have this mm. hall, right? And then you could sit there mm -hmm. and lay out every single thing. I mean, you can still do this. I don't know why I'm referring to it in the past tense. You can do it right now in Warframe. Um, you get a clan hall. They're massive. You can keep expanding them. Um, yeah. And you can, like, sit down if you're a designer or you're somebody that likes to create spaces. Um, yeah. And you can set every single item. You can create the whole thing. And then if you don't have the materials for it, you just hit, like, a... I, I don't know, like solidified design or whatever. And then any other person can walk into that room and then see the like ghost outline of all the stuff that you've made in there, like a scaffold mm -hmm. almost. And then they can just walk up and contribute all the maps to it. Or they, yeah, I mean, you know, in some other way, you could like do a mini game or like if you got a group together, you could all try and, you know, build mm -hmm. it or something. I mean, yeah, I think something like cool. that would be really fun. Um, yeah even if they wanted to keep expanding Guildhall functionality or customization or things like that. Um, I loved that because um, I think especially right now in Guild Wars 2 with scribing, it feels so like, it's not pigeonholed, but it's just like if I'm sitting there and I want to figure seems out long what I'm going to do to decorate. It seems yeah, long it's like I want to decorate <laughs> I, I can't just, like, sit down and decorate a whole bunch of stuff. I have to, like, go beg somebody to make me... Can you please make me a chair? Can you yeah. please make me another chair? Can you please item. make me this one doodly did? Like, I yeah. can't... So it's That's just, good. like... When you, but once you've made those things, they get stored in the in the guild hall decorations, right? I believe so, if they put it in there. I yeah. Believe, yeah. In other games, so in other games, like Boots, I don't know if you've done, like, furniture. I know what you're talking about, though, Rick. Like, in ESO, for example, you can just get a chair. You find a chair, you can put that chair in a flipping thing. <laughs> like, like, mm. Or at least chair. be able to buy it off the, the auction house. Yeah, like, there's more options really? available. Like, Scribe, Scribe feels really limited. Like, whenever, like, when we'd start talking about Scribe and chat, for example, everyone was like, X, not X, and there was scribe. just, like, sad-faced and, like, no, not Scribe, and I know Reader Geek is... Um, one of our awesome mods is just like you know level this thing up and just how much of a pain in the ass it is and I'm just like I don't want to do this I don't want to I don't even want to touch that and thing I also think that the scribing profession crafting job is it's great for decoration but I also would love to see additions to it like you could craft and build training dummies that are like enemies yeah, and like the golems that we see on the dev team they will like position golems I and like you want to see the dev walk. team <laughs> no no, no. <laughs> I, I mean I, would love the, I love the dev team but um when they do their streams they fun. have a bunch of golems set up and like enemy yeah. golems ally golems different structures and that could even play into racial gol like racial training dummies where like the asura craft the, cool. the, the the golems the humans craft like the stick and straw the dummies and you could actually set it up in your guild oh hall God. and have a place to to actually train players. ESO does this as well. I, I <laughs> like love, that and, and like so Rift would stuff. do it as well. Yeah, and Rift I love that, the decorative right. 
part of it. But I always try to think of how could this also implement in combat and help teach Mm. people like gameplay and get them into those spaces. So that's what, yeah, yeah, I would love to see and like define spar dummies and dummies where you like practice different dodging patterns and whatever. Mm. I think that would be, um, that'd be really cool to see expand the scribing. That's that's kind of like the classic guild halls, like Rift. I remember like you just described was the place where, yeah, they definitely had, dummies in there i think they had it in world of warcraft when they had the whatever pole thing they had in there i can't remember what it's called they got rid of it in the end didn't they um yeah so does it as well you can get those dropped and you can just plant them wherever you want and you could you could i don't think you could craft them though i think they were dropped so you bought them um it's yeah. a shame that scribes can't really sell their finished products on the that on seems the silly page. to me i still don't get that, yeah, that actually weird. honestly i don't know <laughs> why like they let us sell so many other things in this game, and if you're gonna go to- legendaries, yeah, like <laughs> yeah, but you can't purchase a chair. They're more oh, legendary, yeah. that's why, Kruf. Okay, the well, like, the varnished chair Apple. from Varby is the very prized possession. Uh, honestly, of the, okay. Uh, to be fair, Guild Wars to be fair, when raiding, when we were discussing Heart of Thorns before it came out on tea time and when raiding was just being discussed what could we possibly get as rewards in raiding what's going on Cheers. and this was before legendary armor was a thing or announced i believe right. um and so we were like it's got to be decorations for the new coming guild hall right like we're gonna get or we desperately need that that carpet so we're gonna have to raid <laughs> whatever and <laughs> that's amazing you know <laughs> Exactly. So, like, I feel like that I torture feel device like, after you kill Deimos. I really need that in my room. We got to go kill Deimos now. Exactly. <laughs> On CM mode. <laughs> so, in the end, we actually did. We do get. You do get um, decorations from raining, but it's yeah. like someone's yeah. skull, and who really yeah. cares about that? Yeah. And a chair. I, that is one thing that I think they <laughs> like. Whether or not they even add housing in the game, I they keep adding guild halls. So I wish that they would add and make furnishing more accessible. Like, this is a huge thing. Decorating, decorating places, decorating guild halls, whether or not you have individual housing, that's a massive facet of many MMOs right now. It even has entire, like sections of communities that are strictly devoted to things like that we see these incredible original creators like um hg14 an entire network of different creators um communities all sorts of things that do housing in final fantasy 14 you see the same thing with all of the huge 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 uh huge housing people in eso um it is a whole other facet to draw in an audience when you think about games like the sims when you think about games you know that allow you animal crossing that allow you to have and customize a space that's not only something that is fun and adds more longevity for content open world crafting gathering stuff um, but it's also something that allows personal expression and it's something that's very visible because if somebody wants to customize something what do they then want to usually do with it typically they want to show it to other people. And so you start seeing all kinds of screenshots and all kinds of, you know, custom builds and all sorts of things floating around that catch people's eye because they're proud of what they made and they want to show it. So I would just love it if they made scribing easier, if they made it so you could sell all your stuff. And even if they wanted to do something like with Final Fantasy XIV, some of the 
raid equivalent endgame pve bosses um particularly the extreme primals they drop rare there's like a rare percentage crafting mat drop on many of them that you can then use for unique specific to them furnishing items or um you know things like that so again you can add all these incentives in you can add just like an eso where you're walking around and you literally find like find furniture in certain maps that's themed around that map or that place or that thing or whatever or that style of race um and then you can just put it in your house but i think that also incentivizing some of these things like um you know rare scribe stuff that then can be made and sold or running other content that now gives you crafting mats or specific furnishing items for that is a huge gold mine stuff that they just have yeah. not actually done anything with in guild wars 2 so i would love to see that because um i think they already have so many assets in the game that they could just yeah. use as like furnishing items and of course you'd have to adapt it you'd have yeah. to you know they're not made to be furnishing items but when you have all those assets i mean we see in 14 all the time that they're just like oh what you like this wall in this place cool well now you can have the wall do you <laughs> you like that one chair yeah. in this like area well cool now you can have that chair because they're just making use of stuff they've already had to 3d model you know so like in End of Dragons, I think there were only two decorations that were added. It was like the dragon head and like a, a tile set. But there's so much else in End of Dragons that would be really cool to see. You could buy uh, racing track stuff by yes. with with the stuff you get from racing. Um, for those little racing tokens, if you could sell those on the trading post as well and incentivize people to do more racing. Mm, mm, mm. Yes. You'd be very uh, rich. I'd be so rich. <laughs> okay, I'm going to push this forward because we're actually going to come back to housing next next week, um, later, because it's not a thing in Guild Wars 2 right now. And we, we've gone from crafting over to housing, which was which was a logical path. But that's going to be the kind of second half or whatever later. But yes, very good points, everyone. Mounts in Guild Wars 2. Mm, is, there anything any, is there anything other games which could teach Guild Wars 2 about mounts or... It doesn't I mean, necessarily have to be mechanical, game, right? Well, it doesn't. Ha- yes. Did you did you actually read the document? Yes. Because it's there, and I'm oh. like, it is oh, there. That was mind. one thing. Oh. It was like think additional, i.e., unlocks in game question mark. So I'm like, wow. Maybe yeah. that's why Boost well, doesn't prompt. actually the like. Was a real prompt then? It was real. It exists. Yeah. And it's the only answer to the question. It is the only answer. <laughs> because Guild Wars 2 had the best mounts in the RPG. And I will fight people for that. <laughs> like, There's not forever. really anything that I would change about mounts. you know, Or oh, yeah. that I think other games... If anything, I think most games need to learn from Guild Wars 2 mm-hmm. about mm-hmm. how to do mount design. Really, the only thing is the fact that mount skins and cosmetics are exclusive to the cash shop. And it doesn't feel good in a game that otherwise is so, so, so considerate of players, mm-hmm. wallets, and things like that. Um, I had somebody just literally, I think this past week that was on stream talking about Guild Wars 2 for the first time, and they were so excited about the mounts that I was on. And they were asking me about, you know, like, where do I get that? And can I get, like, skins? And where do I? And I had to say, you can only get skins in the cash shop. And that is not a good, it never, ever is a good 
thing to have to say to somebody. It, it's not a big selling point, and it, if anything, I think makes people get a bad impression before they even realize how much the game has to offer them. Yeah. There's a lot of there's a lot of clips of like big streamers coming over to Guild Wars 2 to try out a few times and being, you know, like when you you're in the low star zones and then there's a bunch of people swarming around them with all their fancy shit. And so they and then like they'll be like, yeah, "Oh, we wow, won't call look it at fancy that shit. Awesome, <laughs> look at that awesome looking mount. Uh I guess you got to beat something really impressive to get that fancy looking mount, right? <laughs> you got to beat capitalism. Yes, you got to beat poverty. Yeah. Yeah. And, then, and then they slowly learn that every single fancy looking thing uh, Mount wise, at least, is in the gem store. Yeah. It's a problem. It's a yeah, like the death, like the sky scale that's kind of like death and has like that necrotic aura. I'm like, oh, that of course would translate to like, you have to kill Doom to get no. No. Like, oh. <laughs> no, yeah. there will be the argument, there will be the classic argument of you can earn that by playing gold for it. Gem and it's oh, like, yeah, gold oh, is gem. oh, yeah, no. that is technically no. true, but that is time. And how much time is that? And, you know, Oh, are you your family gonna starve? In Especially that since time. the mount skins are like some of the really nice ones are what two thousand gems and hold on yeah. a second, gem to gold is like what is it? And yeah. to get a possible a random drop where you might just get a re skin where it's just like you get multiple die channels that's yeah. four hundred gems. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, four hundred. It's not even a different design. <laughs> I, no. The thing is, is that you don't have to, like, it's just, it just kills me because I'm like, you don't have to do this to still get people to buy your mount skins. People will literally always buy mount skins. Yeah. They don't care. Like, they will <laughs> always buy the new shiny mount skin in any MMO that I play. People go buck wild over <laughs> mount skins. It just doesn't matter if it has a special effect, if it's whatever. People will buy it, even mm. if they can earn 500 mount skins in-game. So to me, it just feels so unnecessary and redundant. And there are so many skins where I'm just going, why wasn't this just a reward? Just like, one, like one of each mount. That's all we need. One earnable in-game unique Honestly, yeah, that so has like a rare drop rate, a semi-rare-ish drop rate. Well, what games like, do not it? as like an infusion. What games, but... what games drop mounts and how? What do you have to do to get? I I know, but like what can Ashes what... of Alar? Wait, what? Final Fantasy World of Warcraft. Oh, World of Warcraft. okay. I mean, almost every other MMO. I mean, yeah. maybe one. Well, no, even yes, ESO does. does it. No, yeah, they absolutely do. I mean, every single other MMO I can think of, you get mount skins in the game, and they still have an avid mount skin cash shop. What in is 40- the what is the, the the problem is is then that we the examples that we're given are all sub games, right? Um, that's the only well, difference. I, I'm Rift, trying to think. Of, you got yeah, different Rift mount sub, skins. Rift was a um, sub game though for a long time. Terra, I was believe Terra? you got. Okay, you I'm just trying. I'm not, I'm not saying like what, anyone's wrong or anything. I'm just kind of saying what non sub games? What non sub games? Yeah. Destiny two, you do get skins. You get them for mm-hmm. your little racer motorcycle. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, 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 yeah. You get, sure. so you do get skins. Um, not just from the content, but also from doing their like free season pass thing that they've got now. Yeah. Um, and that mm-hmm. is no sub technically. Mm-hmm. Warframe. Mm-hmm. Um, oh yeah, Warframe. Yeah, true. You don't have mounts in Warframe. No, you have frames you have, though. You have I guess. frames. Hang on, no, I know it's not skin, but you can earn some in game. Yeah, I'm trying to think through. They did add in things like you've got like your little ships and stuff, and you have your like um 
customizable little ship that you're in. So I do think you can get skins for it. Um, it, it might be a little bit more restrictive, but again their market is also so free and so open that people trade a lot of the stuff that even you can buy for cash just freely and avidly mm. um for in-game currency mm. uh, yeah like there's like cosmetics for your lander kind of thing and um, i wouldn't expect guild wars 2 to be at that level of certain sub games where you have so many choices yeah. but currently we don't have any uh, choices yeah mm-hmm. and that's what mm-hmm. kind of stings and i kind of agree with boots is like is if there was at least like one earnable mount skin per mount there should be one per that mode was kind of shiny least. yeah something like that it's like that oh, we're at that point where we're kind of just like anything anything people don't do it though that's what well, they, one earnable skin in it. world versus world for the world versus world mount yeah. and mm-hmm. then the other ones which you can TV. that's the only skin that you can get in game is the Warclaw skin. Yeah, that one. Yeah. I mean, I, I would like to see at least one, yes. But, I mean, honestly, I think they just need to start adding it directly yeah. into their reward structure. Because it's very strange that you can't get those. And, yeah, we see them <laughs> still developing them. Yeah. And we see, I mean, we think about how many mount skins we've seen since End of Dragons came out that have been in the cash shop. So there's mm. obviously time dedicated to designing them and creating them. And when we're looking at some of this content that we're kind of going like, well, are people going to keep running this or are they going to do this or are the rewards good enough for it? Or, you know, does anybody even do this meta event or this side event or this anything event, right? (laughs) You put mount skins behind those. You do something like the, oh, um, you put like a special unique uh, siege turtle skin behind a series of different events in End of Dragons that would also include that one uh, forts. Aspen one? Aspenwood, like Fort Aspenwood, right? Because you use like you use siege turtles in that assault. Yeah. So like add different things into it where you you know if you run that content or you run other stuff, you get uh, you know x amount of times or whatever it is because people will do it. You unlock a skin. Yeah. I I really think that it's very strange that they don't have rewards on them. Um, mm. And I mean, other than that, yeah, there's not really much for Guild Wars Two to take away when it comes to mount systems because mm-hmm. I think such a good job with them um if anything i just hope they continue to develop content for the mounts you know we get more jackal puzzles or we get even the ability to put like jackal portals around your guild hall or um yeah. those sorts of things because i love the roller beetle racetracks i love the griffin yeah. race stuff i That's love all that kind of content um okay. i also really love when they do little quests with the mounts and mount acquisition like the griffin one so i mean there's a lot of things they could do with mounts in the game. i have one this is so personal, but I'm not a huge fan of the power of certain engage skills on the mount. Like the raptor, it's like a 10, 10 target pull and everyone, it just, it just feels like it, it doesn't like respect the enemy NPCs. And that's such a weird thing to say, but it like kind of just trivializes certain they're not real. They do so. I know, I know, but I, I like, so I kind of have fond you. memories of before we had these really power. And I know there weren't, they weren't supposed to be combat tools, but they ended up being very strong combat tools. So I don't know. I would like to maybe see those kind of nerfed in the amount of CC. You don't that have they to do. use it, Chris. What about the Steve turtle? <laughs> but it's not about me using it. It's about the five other people using it. Because uh, everyone okay. just does a tailspin and kills everything. Oh. You should just get a map chat and just be like, if I see you I using know, your map. I know. And it's such a, it's such a very specific thing that 
but it's just like every time that happens like certain certain events where you have to go between mobs it's like they just die within okay. a, like one second i'm like oh it's not as fun as i would have liked that's it, okay but... you're allowed to have your opinion next we're going it, to it is wrong <laughs> it's not wrong it's your opinion it is <laughs> your opinion is your opinion it's not wrong um Okay, Dungeon Fractals. Um, things that other MO Harpy, we're not getting down this list very quickly. The next one I might have to just be the next Joe. Um, <laughs> the uh, Dungeons and Fractals, other MMO RPGs, what they do, what we can borrow from them. I've probably talked about LFG way too much in every single episode we've ever done. So, uh, LFG, I will just say yes, probably in some shape or form mm-hmm. for me personally would be a cool thing to add. What else? <laughs> and I am not week. going to talk about the LFG because <laughs> we, we all know our positions about that. That's... But I view Fractals <laughs> as Guild Wars 2's hard mode slash mythic slash endgame dungeons. And mm-hmm. one thing that I would pull from other games that have the hard dungeon systems is yeah. to not have such a grindy requirement of Agony Resistance per character. Okay. I find that that system of Agony Resistance is the one thing that keeps me from really enjoying fractals. I have 30 characters. I love so many professions, and specifically, I love so many elite specializations. But if you don't have, like, full legendary gear and you don't have the amount of agony resistance to level each one of those characters up, it is such a taxing grind. Mm. And I really would love if it was perhaps, like, account-bound or if it was just totally gotten rid of so there isn't that like super grindy gate and for you know the actual process to maybe be a little less painful but that's the one issue i have with it does feel a little fractals. archaic right now in the game yeah why not just like put it into a mastery line or something and there is a fractal mastery line there, i mean there is why not like expand yes. it or like add a second part or something where like you said you work towards it and you get it or you acquire or whatever they would want to do with that but then it is just like a passive account wide thing that applies to all characters that you then have so that you can bring stuff in and now i don't know if that would mean that it would like open up an additional slot yeah like i don't know like maybe it would be something where rather than it having to be bound to specific types of gear or something it's Mm -hmm. just that like per character kind of like how you slot in the jade bot per character with its adaptations maybe then you would just have a different thing that you slotted agony resistance you're talking about account bound like account bound agony resistance mm-hmm. okay. so that you could still like i mean it could still be per character in a sense but again it wouldn't be something where you're having to like i don't know get all this like incredibly high level gear and do all this stuff and do you know just something that but would, i guess it also know. does it, it, the secondary effect of making people have agony resistance gives you the knowledge that those people who are in those high level fractals with you at least have ascended gear as well yeah, I need so like so there you don't need it but at the same time the, the people who bought things. the ascended gear probably are advanced enough in the game to know the mechanics of this high level fractal stuff. but if you like... were to get the agony resistance on your account that means that you have at least encountered the mechanics anyways so yeah. you're somewhat knowledgeable about it yeah. and you only need ascended well, because of so, that AR. so are you um, saying so what i heard was the systems are shit basically <laughs> like, it's, like it is it is not it's, as, it's like i want to play so bad. harder end game five player content but you just it's an you, effort you can't yeah. no, you no, can't absolutely. do it like i said yeah. to i said to like i've worked with like 
in our stream, for example, there aren't many people that have done fractals. Like, you know, they don't, they, because of that very reason, like, you know, they say that I've just got, go, I've got to get from level one to a hundred. I don't necessarily, but well, how do I do it? Like I have to get the infusions. Right. Like what gear do I get? I have to get, do this. And it's like, well, I don't have time to grind. But like, if you, you can, do mythic, so you can... if you do mythic dungeons in World of Warcraft, you don't have to like grind that hard. Like in Guild Wars 2, it's like, no. it feels like, it's just, but the thing it gates the experience. It locks people off from experience, which can keep them busy in the game and keep them in the game rather than saying, you know what, I can just go and play the dungeon on a plan for Final Fantasy or ESO because I've got this power rating that I just need. I've got 160 so, champ points. I can go and do this thing. Like, that's pretty easy to do. Whereas in Guild Wars 2, you need to get each ascended piece of gear. Then you need to get the infusions to make sure you don't get hurt that much when you're playing a dungeon. It's only for higher level. I mean, yeah, there well, is of a, course, yeah. There's a, yeah, yeah, yeah. a baseline of these of this content that anybody can do. I mean, you can come in as long as it's unlocked to you, and you can just go in and start running fractals. So I don't mind the fact that there is like a progressive system you need to work mm-hmm. your way up through, mm-hmm. and that when we have these higher level ones and you know the the other things that go with that, that, that is end game, right? There's a difference between just kind like of. general content yeah. and something that falls more into an end game challenge zone, right? But shouldn't it be like difficulty rather than just these pieces of gear you have to it kind is. of pick no, up? But it, it, it... It seems, it seems <laughs> gating to me. Because well, so this is the experience I've had it was in, others, though, you know? It was introduced to the game to be end, the end game of Guild Wars 2 when it was first it came in, right? Like, not, it was yeah. the end game. So, of course, it's grindy. It, I, I think you're right, though, that mm. it is It's not grindy for the grindy. right reasons, though. It's possibly too grindy just in that every single one of your characters needs all the agony assistance in order to do yeah. it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's just money in the end, right? Like you could—that's th- just gold. That's not—you don't have to continuously do the fractals <laughs> on all your characters because you get you get the access to them on all your characters. Mm. I guess uh, I, I suppose so. I don't. I think it's the the system of generally like having to switch things around as well. Like you can't just easily play another class. You have that's to like one of the have... reasons people get legendary armor too, right? Yeah, but then you have to still have like. I you mean, still I have guess to have the separate so. agony because the agony isn't so. shared. Yeah. So it does come down to money, but it's like I'm not going to dedicate all of my playtime and all of my earnings to, to purchasing agony more or than one resistance. Yeah. yeah. And mm-hmm. I think it is important to acknowledge what it is as a style of content, right? Because I mean, like you were saying, Jebro. I don't necessarily think that all content that falls into the realm of something like Endgame has to be purely difficult in the sense of, like, it's really mechanically heavy and it has this huge drastic difference between the normal mode and stuff like that. I do think a lot of games have found a lot of success with something that is more of a repeatable copy pasta kind of where it's like i'm trying to think of how to explain this we have like in final fantasy 14 these things called deep dungeons which Mm. are just like randomly generated dungeons there was also something released similarly in world of warcraft the tower thing yeah Yeah, Um, so it's like this idea that as you go through each level it is not necessarily a really technically difficult thing it's just that like the mob composition can change there's an unexpected rng element you have to kind of learn and work your way through and things hit harder as you get to different levels so again Mm -hmm. they're adding almost modifiers on to what just already exists and that's sort of like what happens with higher level fractals or the special stuff with fractals which i don't mind at all 
Mm -hmm. But you don't want that content to be incredibly difficult or arduous to like gear up for do run, especially mm -hmm. when you have introduced other more technically challenging end game content in the forms of raids mm -hmm. and strikes, which is where I think that kind of stuff gets to shine. So mm -hmm. I think at this point for me with fractals, when we're looking at them lumped in with dungeons, right? Mm -hmm. I honestly think if it is going to be more of a copy-paste sort of content that has scaling difficulty to pad out experience and time and rewards and things for players, then genuinely, and especially because we aren't getting raids, the biggest thing that I would extrapolate from other MMOs would just be the pacing of release on these. Um, <laughs> I think we need, we need more of them. Final Fantasy XIV does um, one dungeon with every major patch. They used to do two. They've gone down in that, which I was a little sad about personally, um, but they have at least one how, that how gets added that? into the roster. How often is that? Um, every three months-ish. Yeah, I I just feel like for me, even if they were just introducing new baseline fractals, which yeah. is like our dungeon content, again, tie them into the story, do whatever, mm. make it so that you're re-experiencing them in the mists or whatever they want to do to like justify that. But I think we do need more PvE content. It needs to be more consistent. And with something like Fractals, I'm fine if they want to like retire or move out that AR into more of like a mastery or something, and then make this a little bit more of just a content between other content, but that yeah. does have a scaling difficulty for people to do and pass their time with, if that makes I sense. I think for me, it's the accessibility of it that, that kind of annoys me, honestly. I think from, yeah. from the... from Because I, I think about accessibility a lot. I think it's just because maybe just because of my old, what I'm doing as work as well because you know always accessibility is always thinking about you know how can people get into therapy how can people get into buildings how can people get into all this stuff and you just think like, I know that's weird two extremes but like in terms the of way... that the most the complaints I hear are like you know it's annoying to get the things when it's just it's not really skill it's just more of a and I know, I know other MMORPGs have it, like Destiny has it, and that's part of the fun, and that's what MMORPGs are like. It's a grind. But I think, you know, to join the friend, your friends in something, you know, it's they're going to have to go and do that kind of on their own, or they're going to have to pull them down, and there's those feelings that are involved with that. So I think look, I like the idea of the account bound. I'm not saying people shouldn't grind for it, but like... I like the idea of like having an account-bound system where you have an AR rating that you grind up, like a PvP ranking, for example, and it just goes up like it's a level, right? Because people would do it, like it like was a mastery, obviously. Wow. <laughs> you or... spoke about this earlier, I think. I was off the headphones. But like it would be, it could be just something which you kind of level up, which all your characters could access. You could switch in, switch out, whatever you want. Just have fun and just be like, you know what? I want to run a heal thief. Let's do that and have some fun. He's got the AR. I can just pull that thing in. Because the, at the end of the day, the more accessibility you give to people, the more busy your game is going to be in different areas. It doesn't mean you have to dilute the difficulty. Yeah, okay. Like, it's like and you can if... population, putting that population into different places. Sorry, Griff. It is like it's something I would love to see them do, you know, rather than just sometimes I feel like Fractals is another one of those pieces of content. I'm sorry to get on my whole house about this. That they kind of just left alone and they just were just like, hi, there we go. There, but I'll wait until Kruf goes. Um, oh. But like DRMs, it's like everything, you know, like DRMs is completely forgot about that. I didn't, even put, I didn't even put them on the list because I was just like, well, 
that's the thing you know but like it's still an instance and it's almost you could almost count it as a dungeon technically but like well if it was integrated into the dungeon system i would call it a dungeon but it's not yeah <laughs> thank you um but like <laughs> anyway. yeah yeah go crib sorry well, I'll, i wanted I'll, to I'll briefly mention because i i do respect the discussion about accessibility yeah but with the way that guild wars 2 works is that the lfg you kind of take a person at their word and ar is that's a true. method to showcase that the person does have the gear and yeah, acne resistance is just like it's so unique and it just feels like so unnecessary that it does i wouldn't mind similar. if we actually had gear score because it doesn't mean that they're going to actually create a gear treadmill but if exotic gear if ascended gear had a certain like number attached to it where yeah. it would be character bound so if your character was properly geared for that level of fractals that level of raids or strike missions however they want to like integrate it mm-hmm. i would be more comfortable with like a gear score rather than something that is like you get the gear but then you also have to get something else yeah I like attached that. to it yeah because gear score is something that happens in there's like new world and very universal Destiny to the 2. mmo experience yeah. mm-hmm. right, yeah. and you right. could i mean you could even tie that into if they did a theoretical ar mastery right where maybe there would be yeah. like you would have to be at a certain tier to be able to you know you can access now fractals x above because you have that passive buff or like maybe you need to have completed a fractal at whatever level and then gotten enough like you get the experience by completing it or something at that level and then you can move on to the next one i I think they could do something like that um i also would just love thinking like circling back a few steps to what you said at the start curve i would love if they just took those stupid drms and made them fractals like yes this is the thing that drives me nuts I'm just like why did they even have another kind why, of instance like it yes, just wasn't why necessary. even make something like this <laughs> like you already have this system so you already have this hub and the way that they are made sure they're maybe a little bit more freeform they're less linear in the sense that like it's a bigger open map zone design, kind of thing yeah. Yeah, they're not really balanced yeah in a, in a good way i know like, it would need I, some balance tuning but, that, but that, i mean that's my explanation as to why they're not mm-hmm. fractals because they I mean, just kind of put it there as a thing that they don't don't have to think about yeah. anymore really but i would just prefer that even at this point even if they can't for whatever reason make new fractals right now to convert those into something like fractals yeah and just no. you know so give us like four sure. new fractals or something like actually more than four how many DRMs do we get <laughs> I don't even know. Yeah. Too many. Got, got a lot. They would. They would have to. They would have to finesse them, and they would have to rebalance them. Right? Like, it's not like they could just plonk them yeah. directly in. But they already have the whole structure of the instance. They already have the characters, the voicing, the lines, the dialogue, the enemies. Mm-hmm. Like, redo them, reparcel them, repackage them, add them into something like the fractal hub to re-experience them. Like. Yeah. To me, it's just like right now they sit there and there's such a weird piece of content and they are required for many players to get through the story. And I know so many people. For the free legendary. And for the legendary. (laughs) And it's just like so many people. I know so many new players that get to them and then I suddenly see messages in our Discord going, I don't understand what this is and it's really hard and I can't like... (laughs) What is this? It's hard? The reason it's hard is because you've got to do on your own. (laughs) No one else is going to do it. They're able (laughs) to be done, but they just take longer. It feels like it takes longer if you're by yourself. I don't think it actually does take longer. It does. It takes a, a little bit, years. a little bit longer. It's your boots, I okay? Went, just... I literally did <laughs> solo the whole time. We'll delete know, you from the I game, know. but if, if I we did didn't solo too, and I did it with a party, and I found more. It felt quicker when I was in a party because oh. just like mobs die more fast. It's definitely quicker. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's like a weird, there's a weird spot where I went in with two players. 
um, because I was trying to help somebody, and it was never ending. This was one of the harder later ones, too, but, like, it was never ending. And I was just going, maybe it would have been better doing this alone or if we'd had, like, a big group or something, because it was just so awkward. It's and probably I've a had, weird scaling thing. Yes, yeah. like, I've had multiple people tell me that they stopped um. playing the Icebird Saga the first time because of those DRMs. And they have it on their list where they're just like, oh, I need to do the DRMs, but I still haven't done them. And not even because they've heard that the community doesn't like them, just because they got into it and they were they found it really clunky to do, uh, either because they were a new yeah. player, a returning player, or whatever. So I, to mm. me, yeah, I don't know why they introduced them as opposed to just building on I'm, existing systems that they have in the game. I had my we, share. I had my share of uh, bashing DRMs, but I'm going to push us. I'm going to push us forward a little bit because uh, boots. He had a question. I know, I know, I know, I know, I know but I'm just wondering. I've, I've been saving up all the things. Make I it quick. To make it quick. We're we'll talking. Other MMORPGs and we're not Summarize it, Boots. You can do it in a minute. <laughs> oh. I, I'm just <laughs> to blame with this. If, you, if you're good, like, go on. Okay. The, the chat has spoken. So going back to what we were talking about before when I wanted to talk about things. Uh, so, yeah, I think an account-wide... Um, uh, that's uh, what's it called? Um, AR would be great. I think that it would cause a lot of issues because you know th there's a lot of money tied to the current uh, infusions and how everything works currently. So th that I, it wouldn't be an easy switch is is one thing. Um, the other thing is, uh, yeah. So for Dungeons and Fractals, gear score is an interesting thing to talk about. I don't know how. I don't know if it's like in the. Um, in the philosophy of ArenaNet to implement it uh, right now um, for the community, because I don't know if the community can really deal with being judged on gear score at the moment. Um, I think, though, that that is one thing that you that Guild Wars 2 can take, hopefully take from um, at some point in the future from other MMOs is that uh, looking for group system that is more is easier it's not the old school version that is more it's you could get paired up oh. more automatically yeah um uh, that, not that even automatically be... but in the way which is like and more... intuitive yeah exactly like yeah. that's the problem it doesn't yeah. have to be just like five people you can be like i want to slot for xyz like, like right. you need to have it, the specifics it, not, it doesn't have to be automatic, it'll be very though. difficult to eh, it won't be that that won't be that difficult to implement no. but it, it New would be, does it, and it does it yeah, very doing well. Automatically would be difficult to implement. Mm -hmm. um, so, but anyway, another thing you guys mentioned was uh, that you feel if fractals is kind of left behind content. Yes. I don't feel that way. I when feel was the like last fractal? Is, I I know I know the timeline. <laughs> we were. I, know the timeline. <laughs> I see what you're saying, boots. I, I think that DRMs, yeah, that's a very good point. They could have been, the, the storyline of the DRMs could have been in fact. Well, no, not exactly. Okay, so my idea is this. Okay. Right now, the way the thing is set no. up is strikes, <laughs> is strikes are very defined. They are part, they are uh, the storyline that we're currently in being translated into strike missions, 10 men. There you go. Okay. Uh, Fractals has always been, the and okay, raids are things that are happening in our current storyline but aren't our character doing them right uh, i mean they uh, are but you're they are not a separate the story the raids we're not are, not the, the focal point doing... we're not the focal yeah, point but we side the stories but happening in our current story uh, in our current timeline mm -hmm. yes yes 
<laughs> fractals has always been a grab bag a, a wide open canvas that they could do anything in because yeah. it's all over the timeline you can be for uh, in the it's future real, it's in not the past, real yeah exactly no matter what so i always felt that they would come back to fractals whenever they had a story that they wanted to tell that isn't in our current timeline and i mm. feel like it's okay to have fractals reserved for that I'm not going to say anything else because otherwise I can continue the point. So, okay. cool. <laughs> <laughs> I have other thoughts, but I, I like the way I like your thought on that. That makes sense. Yeah. Because it is a very ingenious way of wanting to tell a story within your game that just doesn't fit and just doesn't yeah. make any sense yeah, whatsoever. Exactly. And whether it. it's a longer Clever. story or a shorter story, they've told longer stories before in the fractals. And that was yeah. the, the final story arc with, uh, with what's his name. And, and, uh, the lady what's his name and john's your and, old uncle flipper exactly. kneecap time so yeah. they don't have to do like one-offs every time they can okay. do an arc even um but i feel like that might happen when they have stories they want to tell but and i don't know if they have well that right it's now, like you you're looking at the document or something because next co- next subject is story huh? and questing what other games oh. do that Guild Wars 2 could maybe le- <laughs> learn from as long as you finished your point and what you wanted to talk about yes Oh yeah, story art. Story questing. Did you you have anything else you wanted to say? I didn't want to be rude. No, that's fine. Do you have anything else you wanted to put? Okay, okay. Well, story. Hey, I was being nice there, Kreef. Don't laugh at me. (laughs) I'm not laughing. I'm not laughing at you. I just, I'm just have. We just have less time nowadays, so I'm like trying to. No, I get it. I get it. Let's keep it pushing. Let's keep the car pushing. I'm trying to respect your time. That's all. That's all right. (laughs) Story questing. We've talked about this a ton on the podcast before. Um, Guild Wars 2 has fantastic, fantastic narrative. Um, one thing that I think that we see in other games, though, is something more like a robust side quest system. Mm-hmm. That there are specific side quests that are designated as side quests that enhance the world lore, etc. Mm-hmm. We have these, in a sense, in Guild Wars 2, but they are oftentimes hidden in the achievements. Sometimes as well, it may be something where you can't even get that collection unless a specific event pops and then the NPC is there or a specific thing happens, right? And then you Mm. see the little collection marker. So to me, I would love it if they did a side quest journal and Mm. that just like we have our story panel, Mm. if they would move Mm. all of those that even had cutscenes and major character beats and like the stuff with jewelry and everything Mm. and End of Dragons and all... There are some great little side narratives. Um, So I'd love to see them do what many other games have done, which is to expand out the supplementary directed questing, not Uh just open world immersion, but directed questing um, that would give you these little additional pocket narratives Mm. or that at specific key points would give you something a little bit different in the formula rather than just like do main quest uh main quest tells you to explore map explore map Mm -hmm. i would love it if instead we had some sections like in new kining city for example where we Mm. had gotten a small collection of side quests at that point to go around to different districts hear about different people learn more about yao do different things like that yes um so for me, I think that's the big thing. Many other MMOs have a lot of other supplementary types of quests. In 14, for example, we even have like a comedic side quest that unlocks content called the Hildebrand quests, which 
there's a lot to discuss in, in them as well, but they're meant to just be funny and silly, and they are just purely comedic. But then we also have a bunch of other, like, side quests and ongoing side quest series that document different characters or have some kind of other content. And we also get that side quest content as well in conjunction with things like um, the Trials series, or which are like strike missions, essentially. But there's almost always... Um, like eight man raids that come out that have their own narrative and quest 24 man raids that come out that have their own content narrative and quests mm -hmm. and then also a bonus trial series so like a bonus series of usually three bosses that have their own story quest and side quest mm -hmm. so um gilvers 2 has a plethora of incredible narrative and so much to discover in this game but i would love it if they would give us a bit more directed narrative questing um even stuff like when i think about gosh eso they have done some fun stuff with um some of the collections and things at the end that i mean almost do have their own narratives where you're like going around and learning more about the zones and completing a bunch of content or events and stuff like that so even if they wanted to do something a little bit like that where it was more abstract but you were getting this item from you know this thing or this event and then it coming together you got mm. this whole other little narrative and stuff to really get you to explore all the maps i'd be fine with that too but mm. i just think we need a little more structure in some of those story in so eso is just is for me the perfect they've got their story i'm not I'm not saying i necessarily want it exactly this way but eso is just like i know it's skyrim okay i know they've got the writers they've got the music they've got the the you know all the things <laughs> but like that's like that's a big benefit they got the money right but like the story is so like you say structured in every single zone there is a zone story that you work your way around, which is kind of like World of Warcraft, and I think Final F No, I'm not sure about Final Fantasy because I've not played that many that far for it. Um, but in, in ESO, it's awesome. And you just learn the character, like they really flesh the characters out. There are side quests that you kind of can pop along to. If you go and investigate like a public dungeon, there'll be a quest giver outside normally every single time. And it'll be just a fun little side quest where you get a little item that might help you on your way, you know, or it'll be shit. Um, <laughs> you know, it would, that's just sometimes, that's most of the work, most of the time. You don't do questing to earn money. <laughs> so you just don't. There'll be some random number like 62 gold. And then you'll be like, oh yeah, 62 gold is like 62 copper in Guild Wars 2 and even less. Um, I think the closest we got in Guild Wars 2 to questing, um, I mean, Collections tries to do it, I guess, but... The closest we really got to it was after Heart of Thorns with the NPC that appears in uh, the Grove and has you reforge Kaladbolg. Yes, those side stories. Yeah. yeah and I, I agree with Rook wholeheartedly yeah. that the side stories being in the Achievement tab is very strange. I would mm -hmm. love to see the Journal tab expanded where like yeah. at the top you have like main story and then side stories and then you click on side stories and you can see the whole layout of those side stories that you can go in and participate in but there have been actually even recently they've started to do this and i think they began doing this in season four in the mm -hmm. sunspear hideout uh where there are markers above people's heads with like two blue squares and like a crown that is literally a quest where you interact with them and i've been doing Ooh. them recently it's in uh, armor stone 
It's where funny there's that like, they don't want to just do that, though. I think they are, because in Arborstone and End of Dragons, after you complete the story, there's like five quests you can do in Arborstone. Yeah, and there's a quest that you can do in House Suheltzer. And yeah. I recently just went and did this, um, where you go on a journey with Valeria, and it includes Detective Rama, and you go mm, through their, their family history, and like there's a lot of House Suheltzer stuff. So I, I really appreciate that in End of Dragons, they have popped this up. And it makes sense that they inundated Arborstone with those side quests because it's a meeting hub mm. for people to kind of see it. But UI wise, it's mm. still in the achievements, which doesn't just it just doesn't feel right. And then you brought up New Kining City, and I'm like, that it, it is very sparse in terms of like the events there. So I'm like, if it was populated more with side quests to go and learn about the different districts and you know That'd be cool. dealing with people's like marketplaces or like exterminating like a rat population or whatever, like, oh we have an infestation in old Kainang and like also the undead there. Like there there is more potential with that system and I think they began they've begun to embrace it more so. But from a UI perspective it needs I would love to see a little bit more tailoring with that. There's no log. Like the the log is your achievements and like, you know, Brooks said yeah. like we've said many times in the past, like the UI and everything else. I think I think there's a point in time and I think Guildhall's decided to do it ever since Harvard Horns, where they were like, you know what? We're an MMORPG and we kind of just need to realize that. Like in terms of the world <laughs> of like everyone else is doing this stuff and there's just language and there's just understanding that, that in an MMORPG, you have quests. In an MMORPG, you have raids. In an MMORPG, you have dungeons, you have gear, treadmill to some point, to some extent, and you have some kind of leveling system in our end game whether or not it's vertical horizontal you know whatever the diagonal um is some of it and you've seen like from half ones they added raids you know they added squads they added which you know effectively raid frames um they've added mounts obviously <laughs> you know they've added so many things in other games that do exist fishing you know as a craft um mm. that they have started to get there but like someone said i think it was oz Osmos, like, literally, and we said this before, the content is literally sitting there, but most people will just never play it. And yes, yeah. and I think it's a problem because it. it shows up so late in the game <laughs> the that this new UI element that you don't know about pops in during the expansions, and you're like, I, and it, when even when, when you're going in to you the, doing the core map, game though, it's as well, so Chris. small. What? Yeah. A core game as well. Like, if you get precursor core one legendaries, you can get them. You can get the pre oh, yeah, get like them. They're, they're But I wouldn't really count well. the. I mean, they are quest lines, but they're not like you go talk to someone. It's just like mm-hmm. it drops. But when you go talk to someone, kind it of pops up so late. The icon is very small, and when yeah. you press the mini or the map, it doesn't really show up. It has to be like in proximity, and it's very mm-hmm. small as well. So it could be signaled a little bit better. And mm-hmm. I also think that people might not do it because it really is just for the lore and the story, which I appreciate. But people do enjoy those, like, cool skins. And I would have loved, after I finished the Rama quest, if I got, like, a cool, like, his hat or something. Like, that would have been been a great reward for that. Or mini. I I mean, side quests usually do have some kind of reward, you know? Sorry, go ahead, Boots. Go ahead. Uh, no, yeah, I was gonna just say that I, you, now that you're mentioning it, yeah, so so those side quests, the side stories, um... We, uh, it's true, they're questing, and I think the only thing missing from them is some sort of uh, a better tie-in to a UI to, to point them out to people. Um, 
because for the longest time, yeah, we've just had events, and those were kind of like the questing we did. Events and hearts. We've kind of gone far away from hearts at this point, but um, the fact that events uh, happen so like they just they they're repeatable. They happen over and over again. I feel like that is something that Guild Wars Two for me it felt lacking. And now that we have the side stories as permanent things that you, once you've done them, you've done them. They are things that, that I have affected the world in this way now. It's not, oh, it's happening again, oh shit, kind of situation. Yeah. And so, yeah, I'm happy it's there. I think that, um, yeah, maybe just tie in with the UI a little bit better. Yeah, because quests are their own category of content. Like when you think about a game, you think about an RPG, which MMOs, MMORPG, right? A quest log is a fundamental part of that kind of exploration and connection to the world. And while I do think people are always incentivized by rewards, yes, for sure. Um, I am like you, Kerf, and I think there there is not an like unconsiderable amount of people that are like this as well that want to do story. They want to do quests. They want lore. Yeah. So yeah, mm. I mean, for me, I think when you're looking at achievements and you're looking at quests, those are two very different things for me, yeah. especially in an MMO context. And yet, because they're all kind of merged in there, players don't really know what to do. And when I think about yeah. some of the... Because they think they're achievements. The, because well, an yeah, achievement and, is like exactly what like I say. An achievement in the ESO is just a thing you kind of pick up sometimes or you specifically aim for that one thing. It's not yeah. less like a list of things. Sorry. And you like strive for it and you grind yes. for it or you try mm -hmm. and do this thing for it exactly. or, you know, it's a long-term <laughs> bonus collection or it's a whatever, right? Yeah. Um, so like even when I think about some of the some of the really cute little things that I love about this narrative that I think even make you feel more in love with characters because I saw in the chat the question like what kind of side stuff is there even outside of maybe the Sunspear stuff and things like that? I mean, I do think about stuff like the griffin. I think about stuff oh, yeah. like um, Anything. the or Fishing. the bonus. Oh yeah, but like the bonus orine collections, which I honestly believe are more mm -hmm. like quests, mm. like mm -hmm. um, getting her all the toys and then being able to like yes. play with her in her little egg chamber, um, getting all of the things for the Sunspear Refuge and mm -hmm. everything else around that, and the lore you learn about the different groups and factions and stuff there. Um, I mean, they even highlighted some of these little side stories in things like the return Two, where they had you do like the Jin story on that on, you know, the season four map and stuff like that. Um, I again, I think all the content is there. I would just love to actually have them codify them as quests yes. and like move them into a quest log. And so that like as you go through the story and you hit that, it's like, you know, a little thing appears. It's like, hey, you completed the first of this episode. Check out the side quests and the side quest log and you click on that no. and then those are side quests you can do. What do you think yeah. like hubs would be like traditional hubs are necessary for that kind of thing? Or do you think it's something that could be like kind of what you do like the sunspear place is a hub Har yeah. arbor stone a mm -hmm. hub um i have the north is a hub stuff. to go and do it for the seasonal or the return to events but like and i i don't think they need to go like you have to go back to the person sometimes right, okay. organically through the quest mm -hmm. you will go back to just touch base to continue yeah. that story but then you go off mm -hmm. and do other things um it, it feels very organic even their quest We'll just cut the crap and just call them quests. The quests that are yeah. in the game, they do feel very organic, and they don't feel like, oh, I'm just going to kill five things and be done with it. Well, that's the thing, like compare, like keeping trying to keep on top of it, the, what the podcast is supposed to be about, um, like comparing it to other MMORPGs, which is kind of what we're doing in a very general way, because it's just all other MMORPGs, and then there's Guild Wars 2. 
because like um warhammer online which is why where the system comes from essentially and also rift with the rifts and then the quick had both like they had both they had events they had you know the main story and then they had side quests as well so there's all of this stuff going on and then they had world of world and then they had scenarios which was like structured pvp so it was, but then they had like actual quests for pvp as well like actual quests for world v world go out and kill x amount of people come back you get a i don't know a fish sandwich i don't know why i said that um but like uh, fish sandwiches are okay you know i mean it's, it can give you a buff i don't know but like do you know what i mean i would just i do miss that like in in eso it's really really cool to that story and just developing the map like they're so good and the map can change in certain instances in different parts of the areas final fantasy 14 i know it's like you know the same thing as other mrpgs you know like world of warcraft etc it's fine you know i don't mind as long as the story is good and like i am exploring a zone and it's giving me something new that i have not experienced before then i'm good with it and normally that is the case hopefully um and what like new world is an mmo which came out a year ago literally just does the same thing that every other mmorpg has done since the start fetch quests like that's and it's as long as it's good people will do it and but like if you cannot see someone with a marker above their head and it's hidden in the ui 90 percent of the community will not do it <laughs> like yeah. i'm being generous there as well like i guarantee there are quests people have not done and there are I have definitely so not done many a lot of things i've i've interacted with a lot of right. npcs that have the crown above their heads and then forgotten about it entirely yeah, I'm talk, we're talking about just like it. just general i've gotten in the habit though, to well. track it i i've yeah. i've had to make the decision yes. like the conscious effort to like hit the right click track that's right yeah it, it won't show up that. honestly i just it would be much easier if you just had a quest log and j which is the key that we usually use in all other games to open up the journal for yeah. quest journal uh in guild wars 2 was finally added as a hotkey but for what for activating one of three different mastery things <laughs> oh really that's funny. and then but that's been changed now that's been changed you could actually assign those three things to other stuff any other hey. button you want so jay hey, hey. is technically free now jay is free <laughs> free the jay <laughs> oh, they already free did the they already freed the jay technically this way last and- week so just briefly pulling on the topic of what could Guild Wars 2 like take or borrow yeah. and be inspired by from other MMOs, a, a class quest system. Yeah, I, I was going to say would, that. I forgot. Absolutely. <laughs> for like what? teaching players the very fundamental mechanics of that profession. And also for law reasons. Rewards, rewards are good. Um, each are profession, when you're going through the character creation, you can pick a cool profession specific yes. gear piece or weapon or whatever. And I think that'd be great. Like, the reward where, like, line. you do yeah. three quests when you reach those levels to learn, like, the fundamentals. Oh, you unlocked your specializations. Go to your trainer, learn how to equip that, play around with whatever, um, what you know. Wait, and what? then when you get to the elite <laughs> specs, to the at quest, least, <laughs> I would love, it, just a countdown, I would love to have to speak with the representative of that uh, elite specialization yeah. to unlock it and then do like one or I remember, two to get it started. I don't know. EOD for you, like I remember when we saw the yeah. the representatives, like I remember your face. I was like, Creepy's going to love this. I'm so happy. And you were like, so happy. I was happy as well because I, when we saw the Holosmith in Path of Fire, do you remember the first, in the first, oh God, uh, name, 
But in the first city, the first major city, which Path, everyone knows. Amnoon, Crystalasis. Yes, there you yeah. go. And he's just sitting in the field there, and there's always that event that spawns, and there's the first holosmith you see, and you see all the different abilities that come up. I'm like, yes, someone's got the elite spec. And we, I remember thinking, I can't remember who I was talking to this about. Was, we were like, there's going to be like this whole law thing. There's going to be everything. And he just says something like, I'm Hollismith or something. I, or not even that. Like, yeah. or even remarks. It's very topical like, lore. Yeah, it's yeah, like, it's nothing. The, mes- the Mirage is like, I like to paint and I like make <laughs> sand mesmer stuff. It's like, I okay. Like <laughs> oh no. It's disappointing though. It's a little bit of like, you just, you're just like, I love those kinds of. There and isn't it's an many MMO RPG. And sometimes yeah. I feel like the RPG mm-hmm. value, the RPG element. It it isn't forgotten on the main narrative, but those the little problem. side pockets that really yeah. flesh out yeah. a world and flesh out civilizations, that's what I feel like is perhaps the missing element of Guild Wars Two. Yeah, Obi said it. There you go. They were class trainers. We forgot. We 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 know yeah, they were, were class trainers. Yeah. We hire them. They Bring them back. They just didn't do anything. They you just went to them and bought the things, right? Yeah, you bought skills and traits, was. but yeah. instead of buying them, they just give you instructions and like teach you about it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah, honestly, I think Guild Wars 2 has grown so much in their storytelling. I think we have seen them push more to include a variety of this content. But like we said, I think Mm. that drawing from other MMOs to pull some things like a dedicated quest log, really codifying and, you know, um, implementing a way to make it more visible and accessible to even see the side quest content that's technically in the game. Mm -hmm. Um, I would love something. Yes, like you were saying, Karuf, with like job trainers and things like that, or like a job quest line. Um, even if it was only for elite specs moving forward, I liked that they put the trainers in and like many of us know, there are achievements that give you like various pieces of gear for various elite specs that you have. But do I Mm -hmm. feel as though that in and of itself really introduces me and immerses me in the fantasy of that elite specialization? Do I feel like I understand how they, how they train in a really direct way? Do I feel like I'm a part of that order? Do I feel like it gives me that kind of quest cushion that some other games do no and so i i would love to see them do something like that where i mean you can feel that strong connection to your class and what it is and um actually have more there because i think a lot of people may not even realize unless they just stumble across it or they hear us talking about it or they knew to keep an eye out for it that those elite spec people are even around the maps yeah no <laughs> unless you see them so. shouting out like do you want a sandwich there's just nothing really much going on there Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so I think that's a big thing that Guild Wars 2 can keep learning from. I think they've also, for a very long time, done action immersive storytelling better than almost any other game that's out there truly um but i think that they shouldn't be afraid to also lean into this wave of mmo players that are coming in who like we've been talking about love the rpg element of mmos um give us more of those fully cinematic cutscenes. don't be afraid to take a bit more time and a detour in zones to really flesh Mm. it out and really give us a narrative. Um, because although I personally love New Kaineng, I do, I love it. Everybody's like, it's so empty and it's big and it's hard to walk around. And I'm like, I still love it. I don't, I just <laughs> think it's beautiful and There's I'm obsessed cool with this elements, place. Yeah. Um, but would I have rather seen the zone been half as big, but be cram packed with narrative and story mm. and some side quests and a robust thing with, I know that's not how like the teams are different map design and stuff, you know, I get it. 
But in a smaller company like ArenaNet, I think they do have to really consciously think about, you know, many of the team work on a lot of things simultaneously. So I think there are times where I would like to see them lean more into that because they have a great writing team. And we are seeing many other games right now shine in that RPG element. Mm -hmm. I think 14 really leading the charge in that, in that they have structured the game to basically be a single-player RPG as far as its narrative arc design, etc. go. And lo and behold... It's paying off. Many other games shied away from that because they thought that's not what people want from an MMO. But the thing is, I think none of us are ready to let go of the worlds and characters we love. And an MMO is incredible because it gives you more. Mm. It gives you years of story, a world that you can share half a lifetime with. Um, And I'd like to see them continue to build confidence. Literally, I'd like to see them continue to build confidence in trusting that the player base... um, can enjoy the world and setting um, and that they can take a little bit more room and time to tell that in a cinematic narrative way that's a little mm. directed um, as yeah. opposed to just freeform exploration. Mm. Agreed. Um, I That kind of, one of the ways they could do that kind of ties into something that comes in a n- later point on the, on the, the whatever it's called, the document, it's just document. which <laughs> is... Uh, <laughs> The only reason I call it a document is because it's in Google Documents. That's it. It's the Bible. It's it's the Lightbringer Bible. I'm going to call it. That's right. That's right. Faction slash rep (laughs) grind possibility added to Guild Wars 2. Oh, Masteries. Masteries. No, not Masteries. A faction rep grind. Essentially Masteries. I mean, you could add it to Masteries, but no, I think think this would be very different. I think this would be very different. Yeah. I was just thinking of how you would like funnel it in without creating a separate thing, but making it different. Yeah. But my understanding (laughs) is that (laughs) since it's factions, you allow yourself to a certain faction. (laughs) And it would be kind of weird if you decide to unally yourself with that faction and allow yourself to a different faction that you lose the mastery. So I feel like it wouldn't be tied to mastery. Oh, so like some some important choices that you have to make in the content. Well, maybe not. Yeah. And then, so, but then. Maybe it's character bound. Character bound to that as well you could do character bound <laughs> but i mean why 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 rob your your character of the choice like uh, once he's once he or she has been to uh allied to a a faction then you discover something you don't like about them no i'm on board with you with the idea i do like the idea of being able to choose factions and groups right because we get to even choose our group at the start, you go Priory, you yeah. go Dispersed. Yeah, people right. still ask each other that question. Like, which one are you? What did you pick? Yeah. Even though that part of the story is so long gone at this point. It's so many times go by. We've, we're just um, a master of everything now. But <laughs> I agree with you in that other games do have something more like a rep grind. Now, yeah. I hate it in World of Warcraft. Okay, well, it's, was, is this the official start of the rep grind segment? I then? think it because is. This is, the yeah. let's, this let's is go, on the thing. We can skip, allows, we can skip through Boots PvP is and the pushing here. force in yeah. this, and we appreciate yeah, yeah. it. I will, move, I will move that to another area. It's okay. Let's go with it. So it, what, yeah. what, should we have a quick... Because there are a lot of people, funnily enough, that actually don't play other MMORPGs other than Guild Wars 2, and Guild Wars 2 is their first MMORPG. So, Rook, do you want to start off with explaining what a rep grind might be? Mm-hmm. Whether or not you yep. say that to the specific game you play is up to you. So a rep grind essentially is just a reputation grind, which means that there's some sort of faction or group that you want to learn about, ally yourself with, 
or you know endear yourself to them mm -hmm. and so in many other mmos you see especially when it comes to like a new race that you encounter or a new cultural group that you encounter that mmos have integrated this as a part of exploring the world i mean even if you think about rpgs right you get to a new map in an rpg you meet this cute new bunny race and then you learn about who the bunny race are usually through a series of side quests so rep grinds have sort of become something that can be repeatable content in many games that will uh, have various stages of, you know, uh, we're strangers, we're friends, we're allies, we're trusted allies, we're these sorts of things, whereas you work through it and you do things to help them learn about their way of life, so on and so forth, mm. you become more respected and trusted in their eyes, and you oftentimes get, like, rewards affiliated with them. Um, I kind of got an art of parts. So, I, uh, we see this happen in a lot of different games. In World of Warcraft, it was a way for a long time to unlock new playable kind of like limited races, um, but the rep grinds were miserable, and mm. I hated them. And although the story oh, might be interesting, did you do that? they've changed it. They've changed yeah. it. I never did it because I was it's still bad. <laughs> it's still I, not great, but like it's better. Well, I quit the game. I quit World of Warcraft. In retrospect, there are many reasons, but I officially True. quit it because I was trying to do the Nightborn. Is it yeah. Nightborn? Uh, elf, the, the, the elf one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Daddy elf. And I was so... <laughs> I was going, but no one was I was going. so sick of it and so uninspired by it and so frustrated yeah, by how long it so took. <laughs> um, and, like, some of the things that were required for it were also actually pretty arduous or, like, very difficult timing to, like, do yeah. this thing or find this one enemy or get this one thing that you had to do. Um, and it was the worst, and I quit the game. I just, Is that I what, that's why like, you quit the game? Interesting. That's a I good, feel that's like a good. that gives Rep Grinds a bad name, and I don't know, I don't know of any examples where Rep Grind is a good thing. Uh, but, but I will say I that in my brain... There is an interesting way of doing faction slash rep grind. Well, how I about agree with you. Like, and that's the yes, go for it. That's the transition I was going to do. Go yes, on. so. Do that. So, World of Warcraft, terrible. Bad example. It was oftentimes very time-gaty, very frustrating, very annoying. It took a million years. Complete waste of your time. Yeah. <laughs> but then, <laughs> um, in contrast, Final Fantasy XIV um, has. I think done something more clever and fun with them. It's taken a bit of time. They had to refine their process as well, mm. but they're like an incredibly good leveling tool. Now you unlock new mounts, new rewards, all sorts of things regarding oh, it. Really? And tribe has its own unique quest line. So you have cutscenes when you reach new thresholds, you have a cast of characters, you have some oh. sort of little that they are a part of that as you progress in helping them and stuff like that, it mm. actually changes on the maps for you so you watch as they build up their business or their settlement yeah. or their, their hub and um you learn a lot about not only just the race themselves but the region right how do they eat how do they fish how do they um you know create goods what are the creatures in this area what mm -hmm. is the culture what are their relations with other groups and factions how have they been affected by certain events um so in those regards i actually really enjoy <laughs> that about 14's uh, tribe quests, as they're known. Yeah. And I think World War II already has something like it, in that we have all of these different factions. I think about the Ixali in Heart of Thorns. But by doing the mastery track for the Ixal, do I feel like I've learned literally anything about them? <laughs> no. Yeah. No. Yeah, there was a lot of talk. 
during the press of Heart of Thorns, and they were like, "Yeah, these lore tracks, and you'll be able to learn their language and like find all yeah, these secrets." Yeah, when they said and learn like, their language, I was like, "Oh, um, wow, that's so new and different." Oh, that's really unique. I think I yeah. think there's yes, I think it could be <laughs> done really is. well. I think it could be done really well, and I I, I really would love to see it. Uh, so what they kind of did in in, Heart of, in uh, Factions, Guild Wars 1 Factions, okay. have that system come back again. Oh, wait, wait, um, wait. What was the system in Guild Wars 1, though? I can't remember. You allied with the Kurziks or the Luxons. But I feel like oh, in Guild Wars 2, you could ally with... The campaign known as Factions. <laughs> yes. Yeah, but that wasn't uh, really the same, though, was it? Well, yeah, it was. It is. I, mean, you, it I, like I did it very of... recently. I had to like build up favor with the yeah. Kurzix team. Yeah, there's wasn't a, it like your storyline main... stuff tied to it as well. But wasn't it's it like, like your main quest line though? Like you had it's to do the main quest. Well, well you, you needed you to get through yeah. it. To, yeah, but there were a no. bunch of side quests that you could do. Yeah, yeah. I guess I'm thinking Rep then... Grind being very sidey, like something where you have to kind of grind yeah. it for what. And then the Kurzix and Luxons would fight over the map in the middle. And I feel I like I that control. is one thing that we could take from other MMOs in Guild Wars 2 is that you don't really have that except for in instanced uh, uh, world versus world or yeah. PvP. You don't have open world PvP. And I feel like if you could mm. tie rep grind to factions to, to <laughs> and then have them fight each other and then you get oh. to choose your side and then you get to... Um, That's what we got one world for. Like, so people, so can you imagine Guild Wars 2? PvE <laughs> balance in PvP. I know, I know. I would love it. (laughs) Okay. Well, I like the... um, Yeah, I I actually played Factions, forgot I'd played Factions, and then went to play again on stream as an unlock, and I was like, I played this on stream two years ago. It was recorded. And I was like, oh, yeah. (laughs) Completely forgot. I was in school, and there was a lot going on, okay? (laughs) It was... That is my excuse. Um, I I do like the idea of... um, factions and uh rep um reputation systems and i think the mastery lines could allow for that it just went it wasn't as exciting in terms of the reward structure and it wasn't tied to any quest lines that you had to do Mm. which would probably be a great way and you know talking about this concept of a traditional quest log where you're in Jaka Itzel and like three you have three side quests to do and you go and like talk to Kanamiatli and like the leader and you deal with all of that stuff and they're just using Heart of Thorns as an example because I'm a Heart of Thorns stan but yeah and the exalt there was a lot of lore potential with those and I I think it would be really especially expansion four how are they going to change their package how are they going to elevate themselves and produce more something more novel that we haven't seen from the other expansions and i think that could be an interesting avenue to go down i agree also i realized that i said Ixali, which is a tribe in final fantasy 14 but i meant itzel yeah I it, was, was, it was similar okay. enough it was similar yeah. enough i was like okay yeah, yeah, i'm gonna call you out on i will that say thing. having yeah. open world <laughs> pvp with changing maps based on what faction has things taken over would be very difficult to implement with a mega server system. Yes. <laughs> well, what new world? So new world oh, has... and without any map queue system because you can't like you have yeah. to be like right click spamming yeah. on people's frames. Well, that's why yeah, you need to have worlds. Almost impossible. And that's why you need to have worlds. So what the way new world does it is that they have servers with a maximum of two thousand people capacity that can be online at any yeah, one yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. So it's like you know you need that's when you need world, but like. Yeah, I mean, rep grinds, I think I the rep grind I remember the most is from Rift, um, and it was some specific dailies that you had to do to 
get a specific shell husk thing to upgrade your stats by very min-maxing is a very very min-max game and there was just like to gain two or three stats in willpower or whatever um but there was mounts and stuff i kind of like what rook was saying about the rewards in final fantasy 14 actually i'm like oh i kind of want to you know that makes me want to think about looking at that game maybe getting myself involved in some of that rep grind give myself some new mounts and having a look at a few bits and pieces there so that's quite cool as long i think as long as you can tie it's important that i i did say earlier you know if you've got a good story i'll do it for that main reason and that reason alone i realize not everyone is like that i think in a rep grind when you're doing something which is very repetitive and rep grind is called a rep grind for a reason reputation but also repeating <laughs> you repeat I things that's so like the much. reason it's called rep grind yeah, i know why it's of... called that but there's another <laughs> reputation the grind repeat part it. is the repeating but, like, part. no 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 the rep rep repeat rep come on no. it was a joke it was representative good, it was a good joke as well okay representative i, I was i'm just trying to be funny but funnily enough the masteries <laughs> kind of function like that because you actually won't progress that mastery reward track if you're not in that map so it kind of works already okay. continue but anyway yes but like with re- if you're repeating stuff over and over and over and over again you n- it's not new it's not unique whereas with a story it's new unique you're you're getting something new the reward is the joy of doing the story right but like in rep yeah. grinds but is that but you said with final fantasy 14 as you rep you actually do get that story sign but you, so you get the storyline and you get rewards yes you progress the but, story you watch his, like well the thing you build an upgrade you get new tiers mm. of reward further in which i think is all it makes it feel much more rewarding with each step because you do feel like you're going somewhere and you're doing something and there's a direction to it um with this as well i saw that you would put dailies just in general in this category so i had a thought as we were talking about it as well that i think recently we've seen with elder scrolls online that they semi-recently it's been a little while now but they themselves have um, a problem with shall we say loot crates in the game and i actually think it's a little bit less excusable in eso because they do make you pay for the game and if you want to play seriously you do need to have uh the eso plus and other things like that although technically you can play it without but um all of those things to say uh one of the things that has been, I think, a little bit of a, a needle point for players in a uh, sticking point for players in Guild Wars 2 has been the Black Lion chests. And of course, there are ways to get keys for them in the game, and many people can grind them, which I think is already great. But um, like ESO recently had to do for currency for items that come from their loot crates. Um, oh, endeavors. They endeavors yes they oh no wait gems daily... sorry gems oh yeah there's the, there's the crossover the, the endeavors are things you earn from quests which you do dailies and the gems are from loot crates that you can trade yeah. in items for yeah. but yes. endeavors is what i'm talking about oh, so okay. endeavors right, got you. Sorry. daily questing system that they introduced that like pop up in your feed mm. and be anything i mean it can be like go to this zone kill these things it can be yeah. like you know craft five things it can be whatever it is but if you do those you get a certain amount of currency that you can convert to then save and buy individual items out mm. of the loot crates so that if there's like one thing you really want that comes up in a seasonal loot crate um you can just play a whole bunch and save a ton because it is not like a huge cur- like conversion rate 
but no. you can play a bunch and save a ton and then be able to invest in the thing that you want. And I think if they did something like that in Guild Wars 2, it would be great. We already have our kind of daily quests that pop up, but if there were some bonus hmm. ones as well... Which were gems or would... something, or a currency that could... could... give you gems, or they could even give you something like the... Statuettes, you know, like a, a currency to buy an item or like out, something out of the Black Lion chest mm. or to buy a Black Lion chest um, key, I guess you could do would be simplest. But mm. I think it would be fun if they did something like that where, you know, you could save up pieces of it or save over time because a lot of people do still find it really frustrating that if mm -hmm. they want that new skiff skin that's only in the Black Lion chest or something, um, that they have no choice but to buy a ton of Black Lion chests and try to get it. So yeah. if they did something with statuettes or I, I don't know, just something mm. with that, I think um, that could be a good addition. Yeah, Endeavor System's good. It's just like it's, you need a lot of currency for that. Um, yeah, but it is, it, at least it is a, a newer system to give access to the shop a little bit more. The ESO store is enough. It's a podcast that I, I twid, I'm just like kind of like, God damn, that store is expensive. Um <laughs> If it gives me some feelings, that one does. Um, okay, uh, let me see. You're talking about my red ground. I'm, I'm going to do a two, part two for next week. And that's what I'm going to do. Um, rather than rush through everything Ooh. else, we're going to do a part two on this. Because we're coming close to the end of the sec. This I've got two sections. I've, the other section I've got is called What Features in Other MMORPGs uh, slash Live Services Do You Like That Could Be Added? Um, adjusted to fit Guild Wars 2. So it's not specifically Guild Wars 2 learning from other games, it's importing something else and how can Guild Wars 2 kind of adapt it, which I think is different from what we talked about. There's things like housing in there. We're not going to get a housing conversation done in 20 minutes. Do you know what I mean? That could be a stream. And we've got community goals. We've got character creation and how that could be done. You know, I feel I want to give a podcast to that section because I think it actually be really fun. Um, and there's loads of games to think and talk about. There's also things like sailing, which is in like Arcade. There's mounted combat. There's things like Guild Wars 1 features we want to see in Guild Wars 2, which is actually the first podcast ever did um, for Livebringers as well, way back. So there's loads of those things I want to fit in for next week. I see a finger. Yeah. Up in the air. Yeah, I would say yes. This is definitely a two podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm not going to rush it. Um, there is one thing I want to mention before I forget, though. Okay. It was when I was so I was writing down stuff for this podcast. Unbelievable. Still can't believe it. I yeah. know. I know. I know. I'm, I'm and, just but I, and I even away. looked stuff up on the internet. Shit. Has anyone yeah. got sound effects for that? Wait. Research. <laughs> there you go. And. <laughs> and I found a comment by somebody on some post somewhere. You did reading that, as well. That <laughs> made me... It wasn't even talking about Guild Wars 2. It was talking about MMOs in general. Yeah. And it made me think uh, about Guild Wars 2 because one of the things I love about Guild Wars 2 is that it respects your time and uh, more than most other MMOs, I'd say, if not all other MMOs. And it, it ease of act, use, uh, quality of life, it's all very good in that respect. Uh, no, you know, flight pass, you could just take a waypoint, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. This comment was that for them, what makes an MMO interesting sometimes, what makes it more of a, a game, more of a, a world that you live in, mm -hmm. 
is the exact opposite of that. When things are arduous, when things, when you have to walk through this forest all the way in order to do something like what you were talking yeah. about earlier with making the, the, the wood pile or whatever. Yeah, it's an effort. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, the effort that you have to put into it makes it more of a world and less of a game, yeah, I guess. Yeah, a new world and... then. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's, yeah, no. there's a whole genre almost for that kind of thing, which I think was created in part because of MMORPGs. I guess survival games, to a degree, have those yeah. elements. I think New World actually was like that at the start, honestly, and a lot of people hated it. <laughs> yeah. like they really didn't like it. But there is a game called Mortal Online 2, which is actually a lot like, which is ridiculous like you can craft any weapon you can craft any like kind of gear stats everything you can use different weapons and different hands that are just ridiculous like this game I, I just go and look up mortal online too like i'm telling you it is it's ridiculous game community is a bit ridiculous as well i'm gonna try and play mm -hmm. on stream soon but yes there are many it's people probably, that like that kind of game you're right and I, I feel like i think we're at the point in guild wars 2 where it's unrealistic to add that kind of aspect no, to Guild Wars player, the, the community is not that community it just isn't yeah. it just I think isn't. in the form of quests that's the one possible area because yeah, that's different. Yeah. it does take more time to get that story uh, and mm -hmm. it is a bit more self-governing and you have to have that dedication but that's the only area that I see Guild Wars 2 yeah. really going Guild Wars 2 is casual like it's a casual game it and is. you can make it, is. it but I would as... say that you can make it as the immersive, hard as you want. The, the immersiveness in the world, sorry. The immersiveness in the world, no, no, the way no. to get immersed in the world, it, for me, was weird. through exploration in Guild Wars 2. And, yeah. and I really enjoyed that aspect of it. And I still do. Mm -hmm. I would say, though, that nowadays, though, the mounts make it True. so easy to explore that it kind of removes the immersiveness a little bit. We both have problems with the mounts for different reasons. <laughs> weird. Yeah. But it's... at the same time, I love the mounts. So it's, it's, a, yeah. I have a, you know, it's Well, weird. the thing, you said it perfectly, like, you know, the game respects your time and the game is, is sold on the premise that for a lot of people, you can just jump in and out. Like there aren't probably other than, you know, world v world and other, you do not have to farm for things to gain power or to gain mm. strength in the game for a long time. You, don't, you just don't have to do that. You can get exotic gear and play everything in the game. You can. Well, other than maybe fractals, <laughs> which we were kind of talking about earlier. But, like, you know, Ascended, like, is pretty much... It's pretty easy to get. You can even get it in PvP and it can drop sometimes. You can get it from marks. You can get it in World v. World. You can get it wherever you want. You know, it's not difficult to get. You do have, maybe have to follow many guides. Um, <laughs> but, like, it's easy to get. And Guild Wars 2 is just that place where, you know... They get their peak player, like, you know, player numbers when they insert content into the game, a story, which like they do with any MMORPG, but you don't have to pay for it, so it's even better. So that is the injection of players, and that's, you know, when they return and do the things. I mean, you can drop in and out. If I don't... I haven't played Guild Wars 2 that much in the last couple of weeks because I've been busy, and just because I want to play other games, you know? And I drop back in, and I'm like, in PvP, I didn't. it didn't matter if I didn't have do things because my power is the same as it was you know a launch actually <laughs> pvp because there's no stats but like it's just it's just player it's just leaderboards in raids nothing's changed because i've got legendary armor like you know <laughs> and i know that's a very unprivileged in that place but still if i had ascended armor i'd still have berserkers that's been available since you know year one two you know 
that kind of thing if you can go back to a game and you can still feel like you can do something in it you've still got that power and your access and that's what it's about right accessibility that's what guild wars 2 does that's what arena net does really well they do give you a lot of access to a lot of things very easily it's just surprising when they hide it sometimes <laughs> because the way you're complete confused because they do so many things so very well and then they gate stuff like mount skins on the store for example like the questing system and the wonderful story and content that is within their achievements it's just behind some weird system that no one really understands <laughs> why that was a thing in the first place and you know there are lessons to be learned from other mmorpgs this is why i wanted to do this podcast in the first place and i think i'm really looking forward to next week when we can think about things that aren't in guild wars 2 and how things like your housing one is specifically something I've wanted to do. I know we talked about it before. I'm going to bring in, I think, Harold maybe for that one. And one other person who wants to talk about housing as well. As all the people here, we've got I've got six slot, you know, overlay. So might as well <laughs> just pull in some more people. And so if there's a housing specific person that anyone wants to come in on that one that did her and that's done some content around housing in the past, like, let me know. Um... But I'm going to pretty much end it there. Um, it's been a really, really good one. Uh, they're, they're all really good. This is fun. They're all really good. I just want to come up with more stuff like this where we're thinking a little bit more outside the game sometimes um, and comparing. And I think at the moment as well, it's a little bit difficult to create content for a podcast with Guild Wars 2 when you talked about everything <laughs> to a degree. I'm, I'm good at really siphoning things, but I'm getting to the point now it's actually quite difficult. Um, I've still got a long list of stuff, so don't worry. The podcast is still going to be weekly. Next week, we're going to be back um, about the same time, 1 p.m.-ish, 1.30 p.m.-ish uh, Pacific. Um, other things nothing really the podcast is doing really great uh youtube views still people are loving it um keep watching it keep giving give us feedback comments if you want to hear us talk about something even if it's just for a little bit of the time during the stream i'll call you out and we'll be like yeah thingy you wanted to know about this what our opinions are we could have a viewer questions viewer questions podcast. i was just viewer about to say questions. that yeah. i think that would be so fun i actually think that Let's would right be a now. good one viewers no <laughs> i like whoever has the best two best questions will jebra will pick you i'm not doing it jebra you do it and we will answer the one who the one uh, the super chats have gone damn it <laughs> i could have done damn. it for that <laughs> the super not super chat sorry whatever it's called um yeah if you uh donate 200 thousand bits to uh extra life then yes hmm. you can have your question answered that's um, two thousand dollars i can't i can't remember the num- number i said honestly yes. i think it said two hundred thousand. it yes, is so. a lot of money yes so Lagos playable race went no that's not a question <laughs> it's like not a question we could ask it's something we could ask or have a discussion on I mean we've we've also talked about that I think in the past when playable races okay okay end of the podcast thank you very much for watching don't forget to check out all the things where you can please don't forget if you're on YouTube uh, or anywhere where you can like uh, it or follow it uh, follow the podcast comment subscribe on youtube uh, it helps the algorithm a lot ever since i started saying that it feels like that helps so do it even if i'm lying just do it again 
Um, I mean, I can talk about my hair routine tomorrow uh, on another stream. I'm going to be playing Warhammer 40k, so that's going to be cool. Um, Boots, what do you do when you do it? Uh, you can find me on uh, YouTube at uh, World of Avengers and the end. Also, Twitter. <laughs> you can just find me on Twitter. I'll just be there. Yeah, um, yeah just inside okay. the code. It's like the code. <gasps> like Neo. Okay. You like are the one. Neo. Excellent. I know Kung Fu. Do you? Actually. Uh, yeah. Okay. Sure. Cool. Kroof, yeah. what do you do? What do you do? Hi, you can find me at Kroof on YouTube and here at Twitch and on Twitter. Um, there's very few Kroofs in the world. Um, and usually it's me. There um, is only one Kroof, Kroof. There is no one like you. You're so sweet. Anyway, yeah, take that how you want. <laughs> I have a bunch of Ghost videos over my YouTube channel, and I had a great time talking about Guild Wars today. So thank you for yes. having me on. No worries, good one. Um, there is another person called Rookery. Rook and Rice. That's such a random name. What a weird Rookery. pronunciation. Rookery. Rookery. <laughs> <laughs> That's like a weird. I can't even know. I can't. I can't fuck that one off. I'm sorry. Right. <laughs> Honestly, just uh, sure. what do you do? Yeah. Where do you do? Yeah. Hi, everybody. I'm Rookery, and you can find me at twitch.tv Rookery, and you can also find me on YouTube at Rookery, and you can find me on Twitter at Rookery underscore. So, if you'd like more of this nonsense and a lot of love and excitement and big old emotions for the games that we enjoy, both oh, Guild Wars Two and other MMOs, uh, check it out. I'm red. That doesn't matter nothing. <laughs> It was the movement as well. He did better than I did. Uh-huh. I feel bad now. I didn't put enough uh, effort in. I was about yeah. to respond to something in chat, and I decided that was a very bad idea. Um, you can respond to something as long as you're being nice to well, people. Well, if you Google Kroof, Kroof is the first hit, and then I was going to respond. If you Google, and then I was going to put... Anyway, never mind. Okay. <laughs> text me, text me later. <laughs> <laughs> Message me later. <laughs> I want to know. I want to know. No, Message me later. I know. On that note, <laughs> thank you very much for watching the podcast. I've been Jebro, the host of the show. But you can come and check out the channel if you want during the week. At the moment, the schedule is everywhere because my client list has just shot up to like twenty. So I hey, congratulations! Know. Yeah, it's uh, thank That's you. a big leap. <laughs> I just yeah. went from four to twenty. Yeah, it was well. Actually, I've got sixteen, but I've got four in the wind kind of thing at the moment. But like, I could Do have up to thirty. Like, is it uh, you get set up through the company you're working for? Oh or no, yeah, I ever... work for a company, but they, okay. but people pick me based on my profile. Right. So it's like, did you like say I'm the video game therapist? Oh, there's video games in cool. there. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, that's I why sell it that shot shit. up so fast. That's I pretty sell cool. that shit, dude. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm living in Seattle, so I'm like, it's just, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. In anything the you one do, thing that you I'll don't you do. help with is video game addiction, because that is just <laughs> that's done for. Video game addiction. I have feelings about as a, as a yeah. phrase. So yeah, it's you can be basically addiction is about you can be addicted to anything in the world. As, long, as if you are doing something to the point where it is controlling, where you cannot function in your life, 
that is an addic- addiction. So that is what they've done. I'm with addicted to an outro. So Jabro, <laughs> hit the outro. <laughs> Sorry, I, if, if, he started it. <laughs> if you get me started talking about I, therapy I'm stuff, I, it, well, I love this subject. I love this subject, man. I'm good to go. Um, we can talk about it another time. Though. Okay, thanks so much for watching. Don't forget to uh, have a sandwich, fish sandwich, if you want to. If you don't, um, fuck off. Uh, <laughs> This is great. This is not the greatest outro in the world. No, this is just a tribute. So we'll see you next time on the Lightbreakers Podcast, episode twenty-eight. Thank you very much, my guest, Rookery, Crewhoof, and Boo Woo 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 Woo. I'm sorry. Goodbye. Bro.